Brad Nessler joined by the coach, Lee Corso, and the quarterback, Kirk Herbstreet. Mother Nature has served up perfect weather for today's game between the Kansas Jayhawks and the Kansas State Wildcats. And here come the Wildcats. The Jayhawks expect big things from their guys today. Who do you have winning this one, Kirk? Kansas doesn't Bring fear us. any passing. And lower that. What's up, everybody? To Sports Gives number 82. I'm joined by my good friends, Andrew and Charles. Hey, Francisco, everybody. By the way. Yeah. Hello. Nothing of any note is happening today except that it's Happy National Sandwich Day, according to Freddie. And I had a burrito, so I did the opposite of that. I had a chimney. There you go. Oh, okay. I don't you see, Andrew, burrito. I do like chimneys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Freddie had wings. All right. Everybody's got their food of choice today. Um, and Andrew actually was uh, held us up tiny bit because he was having dinner too. So everybody. Did you uh, have a sandwich, Andrew? Did you celebrate and happy uh, neighborhood. sandwich day? Oh, I had uh, arroz con pollo. Ah. Ooh, que bueno. Uh, mixed in with a little bit of vegetable. What, like, did you make it yourself or was it like a pollo tropical or from some other place in Miami? It was rotisserie chicken that we got from. Uh, What's that place called? Costco. <laughs> yeah. And, um, Never heard. And uh, I, I had I drew a blank for a second, and then uh, some hell is that stuff called yellow rice from I don't know. Okay. Uh, in the background, I've got NCAA football eleven. So we'll, we're going to talk some college football later on today. On the bottom right corner, I have a Sonic's playthrough from my youtube channel because there's not any sports happening today that we can stream at the very least bottom there and get suspended from youtube again for uh this is uh solely football from here on out and uh but uh we got some stuff for you guys today i think we'll have time to do all of these uh nfl week eight college football week nine Andrew, I think I can today put your goal horn knowledge to the test. Excellent. Uh, uh, I told Freddie about this, and I think he's excited. I don't know. Okay. I uh, got all of my small segments as well, and I want to jump into the first one because I found this one very interesting. So, player remember to forget, or we remember... Past athletes in the four major American pro sports. Um, anyways, uh, today, my good friends, his name is Ron Miller. There's so many Ron Millers that could be. Uh-huh. Well, this Ron Miller was an end. He played at USC out in Southern California. Uh, he was... Uh, Undrafted, but he played one season in NFL, 1956 for the Los Angeles Rams. Played in seven games, only had 129 yards and 11 receptions. Hey, uh, Francisco, since we have a Notre Dame fan in here, um, I have a trivia guy, a trivia for you guys. Mm. Um, Freddie, don't answer it because I know you'll get it in two seconds. 
but I want to see if uh, Francisco and Charles can get it. What is the name of the rivalry trophy between USC and Notre Dame? The private college trophy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would have been funny. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the Aunt Becky trophy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Ku Klux trophy? No, it was okay. Oh, oh my that, god! Right? <laughs> We're already going there. All right. Um, it's election day, baby. <laughs> Freddie, you'll have to correct me on my pronunciation, uh, but it's called the Jewel Shalala. Mm. Okay. And but it just is pretty cool and call it Shalala. Bejeweled. The Jeweled Shalala. Not sponsored by the game Bejeweled. <laughs> Um, and it's a, I don't know what it is, but it's Sounds a cool-looking thing. Mm -hmm. All right. A, it's an Irish club. Mm. Well. So how does the University of Southern California get to dictate a very Irish Didn't trophy? some wrestler use a shillelagh? Yeah, it's uh, Finley. Oh, it's shillelagh, right. my bad. Yeah, Not shillelagh, it's shillelagh. Freddie, it was Fit Finley, also known as Dave Finley, who is one of the best underrated wrestlers out there. The mm. BA Clover. He also they had a storyline WWE with him having um Horn Swago as his uh as his sidekick and we beat you with Shillelagh when he was with King Booker. Okay. Uh where 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 <laughs> where are we? Oh yeah, Ron Miller. Sorry, dude. This guy deserves some respects, my good friend. I apologize. It's just what <laughs> I, I made the connection between USC uh, with Ron Miller and then uh, uh, having a Notre Dame fan in here. Well, Ron Miller, uh, that was his NFL career. Then he, he was done after seven games. But at the time, he was married to a, a woman named Diane Disney, uh -huh. who just happened to be Walt Disney's only daughter. Yeah, he played. Uh, so he played at, at uh, with the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, he was an Army veteran. He and well, at, I think he was getting his brains beaten in playing for and playing in football in the fifties. All right, so um, Walt Disney was like, I don't know if he retired at halftime, but Walt Disney was like, "Listen, you're getting your brain your brain smashed in. I don't want you to die out there. Why don't you come work for me?" And he's like, "Okay, sure." Um, so he got lucky there and of course he met Diane Disney at USC he went uh, into the army for a couple years and came back and was being groomed to be an executive at Disney produced a few movies as well along the way and by 1983 he became the CEO of the Walt Disney Company but uh, he was replaced in 1984 and uh, some sort of coup, in a sense, and Michael Eisner and crew were put in there. So yeah, that's that's Ron Miller. All right. So I've been watching a lot of Disney or theme park like history over the past week or so, and this popped up, and the guy mentioned that he played for the Los Angeles Rams. Look, like, oh, easy play, remember, forget, boom, got that out of the way. One of the most interesting ones, too, because yeah. basically 
Being a bad football player has a great benefit if it involves you succeeding and becoming president of Disney at some point. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. All right, so let's let's get into I think we can talk about college football. That's a good segue, right? We're we're here. Mhm. So, college football. Uh, let me take a look at what I got here. Uh as far as our teams are concerned, we can get that out of the way cuz I think we have a Fred rank for that, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, right, I, so, I'm a bit distracted, but let me pull that up for you. I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll just rattle off what happened to our team. So, all right, um, I'm I'm sending those over to the chat right now. Uh, FIU is still COVID issues. And FAU. they um, they got their next game canceled against your beloved yep. UTEP. Yep. Um, FAU. One against uh, UTSA, twenty-four to three. FSU thankfully did not play. <laughs> UCF got a victory. Getting back on track, forty-four to twenty-one. Nice spanking there. And the Hurricanes were also off last weekend. As far as top twenty-five games are concerned, Penn State lost Ohio State, thirty-five. Number six, upset Oklahoma State lost to Texas 41-34 in overtime. Texas is still not back. If anyone, if anyone tells you <laughs> that Texas is back, tell them to, to just go away. <laughs> go away. Get, get I feel out. like Texas is the college that is the guy who still wears a fanny pack. Well, they're number 22 like now, so they, they went back to the top 25, so... Right, but they're inevitably going to lose. Mm. Uh, well, um, all right. For them, back is 2005, 2004. Vince Young days. Right. Mm. Hey, Freddie. I'm getting a trigger warning here. Bush push. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's, let's see. And, uh... and believe it or not, no! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you said this already. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell the story of it, but push, push. All right, so um, it's better than a butt fumble, right? Uh, um, let's let's see what else we got here. So, oh, of course, our favorite, our favorite overrated football team, number thirteen, Michigan, lost to Michigan State, twenty-seven to twenty-four. Trash. It's, uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, number 15, the basketball school, UNC, lost to UVA, as, as they should. Uh, UNC, you, what, what are you guys doing? Come on now. You guys know you're a basketball team. The football gods will not allow you to succeed. All right? Number 16, Kansas State lost to West Virginia, 37-10. to And those are the upsets and or uh, top 25 teams that lost over the past week. There, let me try and get this Fred rank up. Where are you? Where is it? There, oh, no, that's the NFL one. Whoopsie daisies. Let me change that. So a light and a nice lot of games and and uh, with some, I always like when Michigan loses to Michigan State. It's always it's always a treat. I, I think Harbaugh's record he only has like one win to like seven 
you know, losses in something of that nature to rivalry teams, including Ohio State and Michigan uh, the State. One? Which one is this one, Andrew? Oh, he, oh, you sent two. Never mind. Whoopsie daisies. I got the wrong one. Uh, there's the college one. Save. Get back here. All right. There it is. Let's stretch that out a bit. Number one, he's got Alabama, then Ohio State, then Clemson, then Georgia, Wisconsin, Notre Dame, Cincinnati, Texas A&M, Indiana, that horrible team from Gainesville, BYU, Miami, Oklahoma State, Marshall, Boise State, Oregon, Northwestern, Oklahoma, Coastal Carolina, our favorite pronunci uh, name pronunciation team, the Chanticleers. Chanticleers. Iowa State, Texas, Auburn, SMU, Penn State, Nevada, Purdue, Southern California, Virginia Tech, San Diego State, and Appalachian State. So that's that's the Fred rank so far in this season. Um, he says it's not the current one. I wonder if uh, Trevor Lawrence will commit football seppuku so he avoids being drafted by the Jets. I wonder if that could happen. Well, I mean, um, Andrew Luck did it because he didn't want to go to <laughs> Panthers. That's what led to Cam Newton again there. Uh, Carolina has UM as the best Florida team, right? Uh, not yet. They're a couple yeah. spots down. But we'll see. He's got them playing the Cheez-It Bowl. Hmm. Let's see what else. Rose Bowl, Sugar, Orange. Alrighty. Myrtle Beach. No, this one is fine. That NFL one was old. Yeah, that was from last week. But this is it. I think he's a few seconds or so behind. Alright. Anything's of note from you guys as far as last week's college football? I'm trying to squeeze this in so we can do our... Uh, our other segments, especially the Gullhorn thing, I don't know how long that'll take for us. Um, it's pretty well. Now, big news mm. is the. Sorry, I'm eating some cheesecake. <laughs> Throw it in, why don't you? Um, Mountain West and Pack. Well, no, 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 not Mountain West, sorry. Uh, the Mac and Mountain West, uh, god damn it. The <laughs> Mac and the Pac-12 are starting this week. So we will all now right. have all ten conferences, FBS conferences going. Okie dokie. So we're at full capacity-ish. Given the way things have gone this year. He's got UCF and FEU meeting the Boca Raton Bowl. Sure, Andrew, you would have loved to cover that. I know. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let me. Can we get a small segment out of the way here to transition? Just wanna uh, just talk about this. There, there was. I mean, th I can talk a little bit about some baseball news. Um, yeah, there's think, the finalist awards too. Uh, yeah, the final awards were are coming out soon enough. Uh, my my boy John Don Mattingly is nominated for National League Manager of the Year. He should win it because his opponents are Jace Tingler, who is, an act, who is a manager that actively told his best player to suck because of the unwritten rules, 
so he should be disqualified. And the other one is David Ross, who started in a beer commercial, and his team lost to Don Mattingly's team. Therefore, he should not win either. So Don Mattingly should win the National League Manager of the Year award. That's as fair. As, as far as the American League, you got Kevin Cash. Boo! Oh, sorry. Yay! <laughs> and I forgot who the other guys were. Who was it? Who were the other? Um, oh, Rick Retoria. Yeah. Rick Renteria, that's right, and, and the manager for Toronto. And, Don't uh, you kind of want Rick Renteria to win? <laughs> yes. I'll tell you right now, like I do, because what's like that's the biggest fu statement I've ever seen in my life <laughs> for a guy to win manager of the year and then proceed to like to get fired by his team or to fired and then he goes from there. Because what's the Mississippi? Because you fired him just to get um, what's his face Tony Larusa, which you know what. On the grand scheme of things, not a bad hire. Mm-hmm. Usually, the whole problem is from what I've been reading from ESPN from the columnists is that they're afraid of it being a you know a cronyism or oh boy, but that's all of sports. Yeah, all sports are always going to give a chance to the guy to the manager that has a very built, well built repertoire. And Tony Larusa is basically baseball legend, right? For mm-hmm. just being he's, a competent manager. Yeah, I mean, I, so, I don't think he's had a bad stop along any sort of way. At least his teams have made the playoffs. He won the World Series in Oakland, won in, in St. Louis. Multiple so, times. Let's not know. discredit. It's not a one-time gig, folks, to yeah. be a multi-champion with the best players. Because I went two in Oakland. Too. It wasn't two, like two he... In Oakland. he, yeah, he won, no, he won one in Oakland. He went to two three World Series in a row in Oakland. That's uh, and then uh, had the two in St. Louis uh, that he won. And, of course, the last one uh, before he first retired, and now he's back. So we'll see what happens there. Perfect team for him, too, because it's the White Sox. In theory, mm-hmm. they're ready to go. Yeah. So yeah, just there you go. sign some veteran free agents and, and get it going. Jose Abreu is going to be your AL MVP, so you can hold on those laurels, even though he doesn't deserve it. Mm. But nor does DJ LeMahieu, whom I love, and we tendered him, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Better know minor league team. I want to get these 42 teams that are on the chopping block, uh, thanks to Rob Manfred, the evil, evil man. Um. Big, and he's got some horrible ideas that are, I, I'm just seeing on Twitter. Every time somebody posts something that he says, it's like, what are you doing, dude? Why? No no neutral no neutral site World Series, please. Um, all right, so even though, yeah, Miami would probably host a ton of them, but it doesn't make any sense even in that scheme and cities like Minnesota and all those other places are going to hate it. Um, heck, not, it, it'd be hard to host a, a New York a New York game. I mean, the NFL took forever to get to New York. Imagine Major League Baseball. When the Yankees not playing in New York in the World Series at Yankee Stadium. She's very sad. But, you know, at the rate we're going, it's never going to happen because we won't fire Aaron <laughs> freaking Boone. <laughs> well, at least he wasn't nominated for anything. All right. Oh, he's nominated for Best Trash Manager. <laughs> Binghamton Rumble Ponies. They play in Binghamton, New York. Uh, so they've been based there since 1992. They are the AA affiliates of the New York Mets since 91. They play in the Eastern League, uh, which is one of the leagues one of, the, one of the leagues that's going to get hit hard with this uh, proposal for Major League Baseball. They've already come out with the first, uh, or, some, or it's leaked out, the first type of plan for it. 
Uh, it makes a, a lot of teams have r close regional affiliates. Like the Marlins would get one, and it would be Jupiter, Jacksonville, and Pensacola would be the the three that would be for the Marlins. I'm like, well, that makes sense. They're all in Florida. They're all nautically based teams. The Blue Wahoos, the Jumbo Shrimp, and the Hammerheads. So it all makes sense too. But it also sucks that 42 teams and cities are going to have to find some other way to get into another independent league or do one of those uh, summer collegiate leagues or something just to stay alive or just completely shut down. But, yeah, Binghamton Rumble Ponies. Um, their last championship was 2014. They won three. They've been the affiliate of the, of the Seattle Mariners. And uh, where the heck did this thing go? Okay. Um, and the Cleveland Indians, before they were the Binghamton Mets for a long time, and they changed the Rumble Ponies. And before that, they were in Williamsport as the Bills early on in their history back in 87. Uh, this is their notable roster and alumni. Mark Hargrove, as far as managers, Mark Hargrove, uh, Clint Hurdle, and Luis Rojas. He's okay. the current manager of the Mets, and <laughs> and uh, uh, alumni, and even one guy who's currently on the roster. You got Pete Alonso, all right, uh, Edgardo Alfonso. Everybody remembers him from the late '90s, early 2000s Mets. David Wright, Jose Reyes, Jacob Degrom, who's uh, nominated for a Cy Young this year. Noah Syndergaard. Daniel Murphy and Tim Tebow currently plays for that team. Yeah. <laughs> I forget that he's still there. He's, is he the most successful minor leaguer? As Has far to be, right? No, no, Michael Jordan. Okay, fair yeah. point. Yeah. Without question, either. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, 1042 teams, they play at NYSEG Stadium in Binghamton, New York. And uh, Opened in 1992, holds 6,012 fans, and they're they hosted a Double A All Star Game in 1994. So that's it for the Rumble Ponies. I just like the name Rumble Ponies. Rumble Ponies is fantastic. Yeah, great minor league name. Be sad to see it go. All right, I don't have a graphic for this, but I told Andrew about this segment that I wanted to get here. All right, I, I've tentatively called it for now and it, it probably won't change now that i'm gonna do this this segment's being called uncultured swine <laughs> i i don't and newsflash sometimes francisco does not tell us about what he has planned out it's at first blush so i'm very excited about this so uncultured swine is us learning about sports and teams outside of our little bubble here in north america and uh, especially the four pro sports here in the in the USA. All right, we want to be cultured swine, so we're gonna try and learn about you know rugby teams and and soccer teams and uh, yes, yes, the CFL included. Freddie, we'll get to the CFL. Don't worry. There's just, there's just the Toronto Argonauts, though, Fred. <laughs> you know that's all we need to know. Yeah, the the Montreal Alouettes. And I think we named every Canadian football team at one point, right, Andrew? I think we were able to get all of them. So eventually, yeah, yeah. So my first entry. Let's let's start 
softly. We'll, we'll, we're going to work our way up to some of the stranger sports, at least to us, out there. But for now, we're going to do the, the Oryx Buffaloes. So the Oryx Buffaloes, they play in um, the Nippon Professional Baseball uh, Organization, which uh, is the Japanese League, if you want to call it that. They were established. Uh, they've got a weird history. I've read somewhat of the Japanese baseball history, and a lot of teams merged. I think recently in like the early two thousands, just to save money and things like that. So uh, the history here is a little weird, but we can trace this team's foundation to or founding to nineteen thirty six. All right, we're sponsored by HyperX keyboards today again. So, we'll, uh, yesterday I was sponsored by Destiny 2 on my stream. That was, that oh, was interesting. really? Yeah. There you go. Uh, all right. So, uh, but they merged with another team, I think Hank U, which were, used to be called Hank U Club and then became the Hank U Braves. And I think sometime around, yeah, in 2005, they, they combined the teams and merged. But uh, they used to be called the Buffaloes, the Kentetsu Buffaloes. Uh, until 1949, they became the Pearls, and then they became the Buffaloes. Uh, or no, I think they merged with the Contetsu. It's I keep confusing myself because I, I forgot. It's like three teams that kind of merged. In 1989, the Oryx Blue Wave were created. And, yeah, they've won four championships, but the last one was back in 1996, so they haven't won in a long while. And... Notable alumni, Chanho Park. Mm. Okay. Karim Garcia. Ryan Vogelsong. Uh, this is a good one. Charlie Manuel, back when he used cool. to play. He played out in Japan. Hideo Nomo. Adam Jones. That's where he went this year, this season. So he played his 2020 season for... This team, and finally, their greatest player of all time for them, Ichiro. Muy bueno. Mm-hmm. They play at the Kyocera Dome, and this this place has a this place has a wild-looking dome structure. Hold on, I gotta find it here. Where is it? Uh, come on, where's the entry here on the thingy? Kyocera Dome. Okay, I'm going to have to type it in. Uh, they play at the Kyocera Dome. I, it looked pretty gnarly to me. All right, so that's 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 the Kyocera Dome. It, it, I've never seen a dome structure like that. Do you guys see it? It looks like, I don't know, it looks like a jellyfish or something. Um, Yeah, it looks like a jellyfish, but it, it kind of... Uh, I'm trying to think. It kind of looks like the cap of... Uh... Of like one of the little things in Mario. I don't know the name of it, but you know what I'm talking about. Cap for I'm not even sure. Like that little thing that's a when you go to the underground level, uh -huh. like in in the mines. Okay. I'll find a picture of it. You <laughs> you do no it. <laughs> so that's the Kyocera Dome. That's a Pokemon. Oh yeah, that that's true. It looks like a Pokemon gym. That's like the water gym or something. That's what that looks like. I bet you in Pokemon Stadium they might have like a model like that, or maybe they modeled something like that in Pokemon after this building. Um, so it's in Osaka, Japan. It opened 1997. 
36,627 for baseball. And they also part uh, partially share it with the Hanshin Tigers, another team in the league. Because uh, uh, I think for a few weeks or something, or like a couple weeks, their baseball stadium is used for the high school baseball tournaments. And if you guys don't know, in Japan, like baseball is the national sport there. They treat baseball over there like we treat football here. It is in high school baseball is like college football here to Japan. It is insane. They 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 go crazy over there for that. I love Jap- watching Japanese fans. They're so coordinated. Their chants are so. It looks like a, a f- <laughs> Beso Buru, <laughs> Black Friday Bundaroo. Um. I don't know if you guys remember that episode of South Park uh, between the Xbox One and the and the PS4. But anyways, uh, that's yeah, that's that's the Oryx Buffaloes. All right, so that's the first entry of uncultured swine here at Sports Goose. Okay. There's so much we could do with that. Uh, it's just an informative thing, you know. You just you just you just learn, guys. It's, this is about being cultured. All right, we got a little culture there. It's like a squad to learn a goof. Mm. Yeah. Let's do it, Andrew. Are you ready? Hell yeah. I've been waiting a long time for this. All right, Andrew. We've got several. We've got, what, 31 gold horns here? Don't do them all. I want to make this a recurring segment. Okay. That's fine. We can do, let's say, let's, let's go with... Five. Five. All right, five. We'll do five. Andrew, I'm gonna do the first one right now. So you you, right. you you tell me when you're ready. I am ready. You are ready. Hold on. <laughs> Rest in peace, headphone you. There we go. I put this on the podcast. I got <laughs> your it. ears are gonna be Do it one more time. Um, I hear it. I, I heard it. Um, all right, let me lower it. I'm not going to crank it up to 11 next time. I think I'm going to just actually really make some people's ears bleed. <laughs> okay. Um... Do you want a hint? No, no, no. I, give me a second. I, I'm, I'm running through. Um... I feel like my equivalent of this would be if you put a wrestler's theme song. Oh, we could do that too. Except this is harder. Except WWE will probably copyright strike us like no nothing I, else. I think they've done it I, before too. I don't know that. for sure. I don't know for sure, but my gut is telling me Ottawa. Oh my god, that's a good one. You got it. <laughs> that's a, all right. Good job. So, are you like the Rain Man of hockey? Because Jesus <laughs> quite, Christ, quite, a... quite possibly. Uh, on a small honk, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> okay. 
and I didn't want to give you a gimme like Tampa or even Florida because you, you although believe it or not Tampa is really hard because there are there are four teams that have the exact same horn to some uh, varying degree yeah okay See, the only way you can dif differentiate is the song yeah okay so give me the next one next one uh, should I give you a gimme or a really hard one there's some that are going to be so easy that because just the song itself, like this one. Chicago. Yep. Chelsea Dagger. Easy. Always an easy one. Uh, let's try this one. Ready? This is the third yep. one. So you're you're two for two. Uh, actually, I should probably... Uh, on, let me do this. All right. RIP headphone users again. Here it goes. I my my initial guess was wrong, but I'm 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 cheaping out and listening for the goal uh, to the goal songs. It's not fair. I shouldn't be. Uh, but that one's Arizona. Yeah, it, well, it's not even the goal song. It's just you start hearing the coyotes. Right. I I'm I'm really I'm really cheaping out because I I the 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 legendary to use Halo the legendary version is just listen to the horns and not the goal yeah. song. All right, let's uh, let's try another one. All right, one, two, R.I.P. headphone users, three. Washington. I think Washington kind of gives it away with their, their like they have a bunch of sirens going off. They do. They're the only one that have sirens anymore. Yeah. And they they had actually considered taking it away, mm -hmm. but the fans were like. Fuck that. Uh, no, I love the pure and chaos and insanity of it. Exactly. All right, so that's your four for four. Let me let me try one that doesn't have a distinct thing. Like, like the Panthers one is easy, especially like even if you don't recognize it, you start hearing Panthers. Like, I, I mean, I don't I don't want to say for sure, but I from the very little that I heard of the first horn, I thought it was Florida. Nope, wasn't. Okay. That, that again. That's don't count that as a guess because I barely heard it. Okay. Counting it, we're counting it as a guess because you have to be wrong at something. All right. So, <laughs> uh, well, actually, let's let's do five more from from here. Okay. So we'll do uh, we'll do ten. We'll do the first third of the league. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> I am the Eggman. 
Um, I think actually three segments would be good. I think having uh, six or seven segments, six segments would be a little bit too long. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we've done four teams. This is the fifth one. Ready? Yep. RIP headphone users. Okay, so my initial gut was, um, I don't know what my initial gut was anymore, but I think it's <laughs> the Rangers. No. Then it Huh. It's not. So maybe my, whatever my initial, hold on, what was my initial gut? I'm trying to, hold on, can you play it again? Again? Okay. Uh, well, I'll, I'll just continue it. <laughs> No, the horn too. The horn too? Alright. RIP headphone users. I can't wait to listen to Okay, my initial bet was Detroit. No. Was not Detroit, okay. That's right. Hmm. Alright, give me a hint. Um. Let's see. Uh, I'll give you a division. Um, okay. Central division. Central division. Okay. Um, Uncle. Minnesota. Ah. Yep. See Charles, I am not I am not infallible. Humbleness does not look good on you. Stop yeah. this. Stop <laughs> this lie. Alright, so So that's uh so you're 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 four for five now. Let's get to the next one. I like this one, so I'm gonna play right. this one. Alright, folks. Uh brace your ears. Well, I knew that before the, the song started, but it was Dallas. Yeah. It's probably my favorite goal horn. You know what it is with Dallas? They blow the horn for every goal that they score yep. at that point. So that's... so, And I think you probably heard it during the Stanley Cup Final, too. So. I did. But I that one is probably the most recognized... Well, I won't say the most, but one of the most recognizable. Okay, and so it's it's definitely in my top five favorite goal horns. That's a good one. Uh, let's go to another one. Let's try this one. Freddie, no. what's your favorite NHL goal horn? Mine? Mm. Dallas is good. I always like how they do that. You guys ever play Sonic? I love Sonic R. Are you kidding me? You know how many times I've beaten Sonic R? People think it's a horrible game, but it's stupid fun. 
Freddy, I'm playing Sonic Mania as we speak in the background. <laughs> That's why I have the Sonic game in the background. Sonic R is great. I love it. Um, I think I've played it on my channel several times already. It's, it's just, it's like, oh, why can't they just do this for current gen console or next gen console? And, and just, right. I don't know, check. Okay, anyways, we're, we're, let, let's get back to this. Let, let's, let's, uh, toot toot Sonic War. That's Sonic CD, yeah. Uh, give me, give me more. Next one. You should, you two should know. Not San Jose. San Jose is much deeper. I think that's Vegas. Good. Good. You got it. Vegas. All right, so that's what, six for seven? I guess so. Yeah. Okay, so we've got the last three. I got to pick something. No, I think five for six. I think five for six. No, you were four for five, and then that. All right, let, let's just do let's do a couple more. All right, let's let's okay. let's, let's move on to uh, a randomizer, which is just me scrolling up and down. Uh, this one, go. <laughs> Gotta be the Panthers, right? Yep. Yep. You, you had to have somewhere in the back of your mind that one easy. I've, it's it's the only goal horn I've heard live. Mm. Okay. I forget you've never been to a lightning game. That is correct. Well, well I you went know. to I went to a. I'm afraid of lightning. <laughs> I mean, I've been to a lightning game. That was in. Sunrise. Sunrise. Yeah. That was actually the game where I busted my ass on the ice. We, so I think there was a lightning game that night. Yeah, it, yeah that's where that's all right. three went. Yeah. yeah it's because right. I, I remember because I was intentionally wearing a blue shirt. The, the lightning uh, brought us down to entertain the masses. Or not, the Panthers. <laughs> the Panthers, the Panthers brought us down to entertain the masses. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's... Damn, Freddy's hitting it hard with these Sonic references, man. Dear Lord. Uh, and I know all of them, too. That's that's the scary thing. I know every single one. Uh, by the way, the opening theme for Sonic movie is is legendary. I love it. Did you ever, and this goes to Freddy, too, not to sidetrack it, but we always have to have fun with the it. The anime Sonic remember? movie, not the... Yeah, okay, not that, that's what I was about to Not the new one. But did you guys ever see the Disney one where all he loves is chili dogs? Oh, what the, a great time show? to be alive! Yeah, what a great time to be alive as a kid. Oh, and uh, the fact that they've—it's canon in the video games now. Yep. So. And then there's Sonic Boom, which is very weird. Sonic yeah. Sonic. Uh, the TV show was surprisingly good in season two. Like, like for Sonic fans, they made a lot of references uh, to not only Sonic but some other video games. Somebody did that with some sort of type of love. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Let's get down to the last two. Ready? Let me know. Go ahead. Here we go. 
That's New York. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold oh, on. Which one? There's two of them. Islanders. Play it again. I just want. Well, he hard. just gave you the answer. <laughs> oh, I was I right? No, no, it wasn't the Islanders, but but I said that you were wrong. Therefore, that's only the only other choice is the the Rangers. Man, <laughs> I failed you, senpai. Here, play it one more time, please. I didn't hear it actually. Oh, okay. I I was hearing I was it was overlapping talking between the stream and us, so I just it was. Oh, a, right now. Oh, that's the Rangers. There we go. All right, you got it. All I heard was uh, Charles ye uh, yell out, Islanders! <laughs> oh. So you admit that you needed me. I'll, that's right. I, I I'm your Joan of Arc. I will admit, the Islanders goal celebration is probably my most favorite. The yes, 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 yes at the end. Oh, yeah. That is... I, like even like the Panthers played them in that that play-in round, and I was like, because they I think they still played the yes yes yes, and after they scored a, a goal, I'm like, that's so awesome, <laughs> such a great chant. Um, all right, well, the Rangers were the first one to do it, to have their. I mean, own. I don't know how much more, yeah, customized that can be. Yeah, they go what is it Dallas. Stars like that, right? Something like exactly. That. So, but um, yeah, the Rangers how they were the first one to like, yeah, you know what? Screw licensed music. We're gonna do our own thing. So, uh, which I which takes the guesswork out of it, cause like for some teams, every season, like the Panthers change it like every three years or something like that. So, which I I absolutely hate. Well, cause the team changes every three years and they can't get good, so it Fair. makes sense. They, there's no theme that's like. Just they, they had the '96 theme for their 2016 run, which was mm -hmm. nice. I'm like, oh, and uh, I was uh, was it that? Da, 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 hey, da, na, 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 na. It was that song. Everyone used that, but but not not nowadays anymore. I'm like, right? Well, because they could Gary Glitter was. And I was like, they could just have that now because not everybody uses that now. And it's a 90s But you know the back. reason why no one uses it anymore, right? Oh, because, yeah, there's some really bad issues with the guy who wrote that song. So. Gary Glitter. Yes. So we'll, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get our, we'll, we won't talk about that no more. All right. Let's talk about Chris Benoit. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> just kidding. And now for something completely different. <laughs> hey, look, a HyperX Fury DDR4. For your gaming needs, folks. Or use it to post your opinions on Twitter after today's results. Either way, get that keyboard because you want... Oh, no, this is a DDR4. This ain't a keyboard, man. Oh, oh, no. No, this is for, this is for put it inside that gaming PC of yours, all right? It yeah, almost... so you guys can create the Sims. Let's do it. <laughs> I, I love when people put in all that high-end technology just to be like, Solitaire is my favorite game. <laughs> or what I do. Like, hey, let's play some PS2 games now. <laughs> we don't even have 4K upscaling. What is this? My 20, 20th anniversary of the PS2, by the way. Um, all right, let's go to the last one, all right? Last uh, one for tonight. Uh, we're at the 55-minute mark. We can do this, and maybe I can get one last small segment out of the way. I got a ton of them. So uh, let's do it.
Here we go. You ready, Andrew? Yep. Montreal. Very good. I think you were you were batting nine hundred for today, dude. That's it's, Charles Zoe for one. It's it's Montreal. <laughs> Montreal, um, Carolina, Dallas, uh, L.A. There may be one or two others that I, I'm not thinking of that are just the horn itself. Well, yeah. Washington, obviously. Um, that are just, I would know it right the second I hear it. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was fun. We got one-third of the league down. Hopefully, Seattle will pick their horn sometime soon so we can hear it. A lot of people want them to do a Nirvana song as the goal song. Yeah, All right. if they're gonna go Seattle, let them like really go Seattle with it. I I, I kind of I agree with that sentiment. Now, if you're gonna go real Seattle, you know, with Starbucks coffee and and you get the grunge music going, yeah, do it. Have some guys tossing fish across the the arena. Uh, that'd be great. Nashville has its catfish. Uh. Yeah, what would be thrown on the ice in Seattle? Nashville Starbucks? has. A, I mean, Nashville has its uh, Nashville has no. its catfish. Detroit has its. Uh... So, uh, was it um, the the arena for for Seattle is technically sponsored by Amazon, but they call it Climate Pledge Arena yep. to you know bring awareness to the environment and stuff. What it would be really funny if people are littering the ice with. Uh, empty cups of Starbucks coffee. <laughs> to a complete opposite of their, of the uh, of the message they're trying to send. That's called irony. Mm. Instead of throwing hats on the ice for a hat trick, you throw you fedoras. The... <laughs> throw fedoras or uh, what else? What do hipsters wear? What else do they wear? Scarves. Like a beret or something? I'm, I'm not sure. Ascots, gentlemen. Mm, yeah. There's only one mm, man that can wear ascots. Or two people can wear ascots. Freddy from Scooby-Doo and uh, Jason Jackson from The Heat. True. <laughs> let's go into a word from our non-sponsors. We're pretty much at the halfway point, so let's do it. All right, guys. Where's the graphic? There it is. I guess people. I'll go first since I haven't gone first the last two weeks. Sure. Why not? Um, my non-sponsor, I, you know, it's, it's, actually, hold on. Uh, Look around the room. <laughs> no, 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 it's not, it's not that, I know what it is, but for some reason I forget the, aw, thank you, Freddie. All right. What's our, what's our promo code? Technically inept. Uh, a bunch of goofs. Goose forever. forever. Hashtag that, baby. It's like the NWO. Like, I think you have to pay for that. Like, I th- You asked something about that on Twitter, I think, Andrew. I think I saw you doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my non-sponsor is Costco. 
well, Costco's always good, and I think I've used them before. Yes, but this specifically, is our second time. But specifically, their cheesecake bites. Oh, mm. I see. Let's see if we can find that on their website here. Got a bunch of deals. We're gonna get to Black Friday soon enough. So, and and we will be and and to anybody that's listening, we will be your corporate whores. Oh, we have we have no qualms. All right. Oh wait, hold on. No, what? it's not Costco. It's Sam's. Oh, oh, this is bad. Costco, we will denounce everything about Sam's Club if you forgive us for this transgression. <laughs> I I hate to admit it, but I forget. I always forget what items do I get from Sam's and what items do I get from Costco. <laughs> We're going to the competitor now. And uh But don't get me wrong, I've I've already not they're already a non sponsor. I love Sam's and Costco equally. Yeah. They are they are complementary of each other. November seventh, they're getting some switches in, alright? People can barely find them. Go ahead and get one. There are some things that Costco has that Sam doesn't Sam's doesn't, and then there are some things that Sam's doesn't have that Costco has. So it's so link them together oh, and they so cheesecake bites where are these things oh this is not good for the stomach it is not Got their not in the pie. slightest oh here we go cheesecake miniatures look at this 63 individual that's a weird number to come to 63 could have just put six to make it 69 or could have called cheesecake 64 come on now Nice, by the way, Charles. Thank you. <laughs> we'll be here all week, folks. Yeah. Or once a week, at least. Cheesecake miniatures. Look at that. I got New York style. Caramel chocolate chip. And a strawberry short. Oh, that strawberry short looks real good. Mm. Love me some strawberry. I love anything strawberry for the most part, to be honest. I had some strawberry mochi, uh, frozen mochi, the other day. Fantastic. Love strawberry milkshake, strawberry ice cream. Strawberry is just good. What about strawberry protein shakes? Because I got that. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't had a protein shake in forever. I should probably start. Actually, I need to juice <laughs> at some point. Roids? Jose Canseco just kicked through my door. Mm. Uh, Andrew, where, where, where are you, my dude? Is he gone? I'm right here. Oh, okay. Anything more to say about Sam's Club and or the cheesecakes? I mean... Look, why we love have, this. Look at this. They have a why we love this segment. They are... They're very tempting. I mean, they're absolutely delicious. But... They're deceptively calorically involved. Yeah. Um, so it, it can get out of control really easily. <laughs> there it is right there. <laughs> right on the screen. Like, like seriously out of control. Six pieces really. is 450 to 460 calories. Precisely. There's, there's 63 of those things. Precisely. Like I said, it can get out of control really, really fast. Uh, like, when you say bite size, like, what are we it's, talking here? Um, like Post-it note? Yeah, what's bite size, man? Bite size is... Um, 
Okay, so look at your thumb. Well, we all have different sized thumbs. My hands are notoriously tiny. Mm, fair. Um, I'm trying to like trying in relation to, to something square. Let's say. Well, it's it, um. Or a game controller. <laughs> or a battery. I'm not sure. It's. it's or, or candy, or candy. Like the size of like a bite-sized crunch or something. It is the same width, and the same uh, length and width of like a mini, uh, a, a mini uh, Milky Way, you know, those little squares. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Love those. But it's like one and a half of those tall. So it's, Ah, okay. So it's a little bit taller than it is. Yeah. Uh, than it is wide. I see. Uh, so they are pretty tiny. You can, it, It's not recommended that you uh, do it in one bite, but you could do it in one bite. I usually do it in two. I eat half and then I eat the other. Uh, but if if you really wanted to, you could do it in one bite. You gotta savor the flavor there, bud. Yeah. That's why you can never do it in one whole bite. Exactly. Okay. Only 12 bucks, you get 63 little pieces. But like I said, you got to be real careful with those. It'll, it'll get out of hand really fast. Uh, so yeah, promo code uh, 2 bytes. 2 bytes. Cool. Let's see. All right. Um... I guess I'll go second. So, um, this past week, I've been, I, like I told you guys, I've been on YouTube. Uh, honestly, YouTube's my favorite media consumption channel website. I, I just watch everything on there. It's, I, I don't have cable. I, I steal cable from my, from my sister. <laughs> <laughs> on her her Comcast account and stuff like that for any sports that I want to watch. but So YouTube is my primary thing. I love YouTube. I've been on YouTube forever, as you guys know. Uh, YouTube has banned us until sometime later this month. I think we have like two more weeks in our suspension that we'll be back live on like YouTube. November 14th, I think. Yeah. And then we will immediately violate their terms and service and be kicked off again. So... Uh, one thing I've been watching on YouTube has been really great. Why uh, isn't this typing? Come on now. There we go. Uh, it's called Defunct Land. I recommend this channel highly, especially for an Orlandoite. I don't know, Orlandolian? What, whatever you guys call yourselves. Orlandoan. Uh, yeah, to, to Andrew, because it goes into the history of, of theme parks. And, of course, we know Orlando is, is, uh, is theme park country. So we learn about the history of, of, of Disney and Universal and even uh, amusement parks across the country. I've learned about stuff in Kansas City and in other states. I think even some in Indiana uh, as well for, for good old Freddy there. So uh, these guys, and they've got a, a, another series called Defunct TV where you learn about old uh, kids shows and TV shows. Legends of the Hidden Temple. You know, who didn't love that show uh, when they were a kid? So uh, 
but their most recent season of Defunct Land, season three, is nothing short of a masterpiece. You have to watch this thing from beginning to end, starting with their first episode all the way to their last one. It is by far uh, probably some of the best, especially on YouTube, best documentaries uh, on the channel. Uh, thoroughly researched, well put together, and I've seen, like, I, I binged this thing for like an entire week already, and I'm just amazed at how much they got out of this. They interview people uh, that are still alive and stuff, uh, or, or for this, for this, and and uh, it's kind of cool, man. It's kind of cool learning about these places that. Uh, we've all visited in some way, shape, or form. We visited a uh, something similar to it. Um, not everybody's had the fortune of going to Disney World, or but you know we live in Florida and we have the fortune of being able to go anytime we want to. Uh, yeah, or and so it's been great. I, I love it, and I'm just gonna do the promo code. Promo code. Um, uh, keep your dreams alive. That's inspirational. Yeah. Uh, hey, look, Destiny Two just popped up on the screen. They're with us too, All right? Charles has it. He's played it. He hasn't touched it in forever. But you know, Bungie has their rights. They can kind of go and do what they want to do now. It's kind of like you know, it's like breaking up with that crazy boyfriend, cutting your hair. You're a new you, or you know, break up with that ex girlfriend because she got with your cousin. You know, she's already your sister. So those questions is for you people in Kentucky. Ready? All right. So anyway, boys, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, we love you, Bungie. Um, we, we, we wonder why you can't make Halo Infinite. <laughs> so the world's kind of crazy, gentlemen. We, we know what today is. Today's a big day. It's the 82nd episode of Sports Goose. We don't care anything about the world. But life, life's hitting your boy a little bit. He's been working very hard, really hasn't had days off, and when he does have days off, people call him. You know, there's the pressures of work, there's the pressures of the world, there's the pressures of humanities, there's the pressures of just making sure I remember to shave, to not look like a hobo. I'm already envisioning life in Bismarck, North Dakota, when I buy my plot of land, land and I marry my wife, who happens to be a bison. Um, you know, if you guys ever see that episode of Boy Meets World, when they see Eric from the future, and they talk about the kids, he's like, I married a moose. That's probably going to be me. So I was like, you know, today's going to be a weird day. Let's do something to kind of like uplift the soul. What what can uplift the soul? Not much, right? We don't know. It depends. You know, some people eat Campbell's chicken noodle soup for the soul. I go to Rancho Chico. I go to Ch Rancho Chico Mexican food to get my heart going. Because I was like, all right, last couple of days my food has been, you know, just sandwiches. You know, not good sandwiches, regular sandwiches. Not even especially made. Uh, there, there might be one in Jupiter. This is in Palm City in Martin County, but I'll just give them that shout out. But maybe they have one in Jupiter too. But we, because I've been to Rancho Chico and Jupiter, and it, that place is good. It could be the same thing, you know. You know, everything is a commercial industry. But I, I thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, this is this is a change. Okay, they got Stewart. Right. Okay. All so right. you've been, you've been, you can yes, understand. I've Mi been for sure. So we had talked about it yesterday about chimichangas and what's worth sacrificing for in comparison to. Um, you know, Cosmic Brownies is a different discussion for a different day. Oh, but we, I have been. Yes, Charles. There, there you go. So I, I needed something good, 
And I went there. I went with my paralegal, the new attorney. I just wanted an excuse to get there as opposed to eating my PB&J for lunch. That'll be my dinner. We'll be depressed that way. But, oh, man, I got to tell you, that lunch, that, that rancho chimichanga, mm. ooh, I got that chicken they marinated with that chicken, boys. Oh, it was just so delicious. It was delicious for my soul. It was so good with the rice, the beans, put a little of that Cholula hot sauce or whatever that they had, yukata, I think that's what they called it. I don't care. It was good. And then, you know, get a little bit of that salad by put that sour cream on top of it. And I was full. I was ready. I was destroy I was ready to destroy some toilets in the office, but I didn't because I'm a good human being. I was a good human being. My paralegal, not so much. Sorry, buddy, but when you go out for thirty minutes, I know what you're doing in there. It's scary. I'd rather you just leave, go home for the day, but man, it really just kind of it gave you life and a meaning. When everybody's talking about disaster, when everybody's talking about the end of the world, civil wars, things of that nature, or just need a day off, I say, get yourself a little Mexican life. Get yourself a little chimmy to the changa, boys. Mm, mm. Get yourself a little chimmy to the changa, boys. Roast con pollo, delicious. Carne asada, delicious. You can get all that variety. Me, I wanted some of the little chimmy in my life because we had talked about it. I was glad I did. Rancho Chico. You know, that's my non-sponsor of the week. You know, uh, what's my promo code? Uh, Little Ranch. Little Ranch. I, I don't know. I, I don't have anything. Uh, yeah, Little Ranch. A little bit of the ranch. That's what we'll go for. <laughs> okay. And then now, folks, are our actual promoted sponsors of the Sports Goose, episode 82. Take away, Francisco. Uh, what? Uh, Freddie, you got something up here. Did you mention my Hacienda update? Oh. Did we? I don't think so. I mean, we did it a couple Last weeks week? ago. Not sure if uh, something new happened. Did you did you go back and enjoy yourself some some great old Mexican food? Oh right, I'm sorry, Freddie. Uh, I made a mistake. I had thought that he had already gone to Hacienda last week, but in fact, I had misunderstood, and he went in the interim between our episodes. Ah. And remind me, Freddie, of what you what you consumed, what you partook in. Luckily, they have a very, uh, Rancho Chico. Your your website game needs some stepping up because Hacienda Fiesta, dude, they have a fantastic website. Look at that. Mm. But if if you if you're too busy because you're making great Mexican food, that's okay too. Don't worry. Damn it! Is a good Mexican food quesadilla food with steak. Oof. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh yeah. Second, second shout out to Hacienda. Oof. Just All sponsor right. us, Hacienda. Just sponsor us. You yeah. know you want to. Plenty of chips with salsa and ranch. Oh, boy. All right. Let's, because we're not going to talk about much basketball here. There's a bunch of NBA jerseys leaking right now for, like, city jerseys and stuff like that. But we'll get that when sportslogos.net does, like, their roundup. And the <laughs> NHL third jerseys and fourth jerseys are also being uh, announced over time. So we'll get to that at some point, too. Uh, Oakland, Golden State. Well, yeah, that one's good. The Heat have a new Vice jersey that was a little too blurry for me to make out. So I can't wait till we get a uh, a great picture of that one. Uh, Possibly Giannis in a couple future years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're not talking about speculation. We can dream, though. We can dream. Um. So there's that. NHL's got some, once again, I like the Stars neon uh, green and black jersey. I think it works for them, for sure. Burn. Um, 
and uh, the Lightning sorely need a new jersey, and uh, not the the Rainmaker, whatever that they had last time, Andrew. Uh, especially now that they're Stanley Cup champions, you guys need something good. Got the, I agree. Can you do white and gold or blue and gold? Gold's a color of champions, buddy. Uh, oh, okay. NHL, well, the NHL doesn't do us like I know baseball and, and basketball. They have like gold trimmed jerseys to start out. Although the season. baseball is only because the uh, the Royals did it. They were the no. ones that started the trend. Was it them? I thought the Giants did it a season prior to that. Yeah, the Giants did it too. Okay, so maybe they started it. But the Royals were the ones that were like, you know, this looks good. We're gonna keep it. Um, which I mean, that would be un- sense. that would be unfortunate. Uh, because I I much prefer their um... oh yeah the clean blue and white jerseys and their powder blues and yeah those are all great all right so uh, I I have a let's haul y'all for today uh, I want to talk a little basketball here aside from praying that we get Giannis here in Miami another high profile guy Ray Allen. Oof. All right. Love slow Ray. Oh, we love Ray Allen down here. All right. So Ray Allen, NBA, Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame class of 2018. The man could shoot. Shooting guard. Uh, was a righty shooter. Went to UConn, prestigious college basketball school. Part of that legendary 1996 draft class. First round, fifth overall. Selected by the Minnesota Timberwolves, but they were stupid. And um, uh, sent him off to Milwaukee. Imagine him with Kevin Garnett. Could you imagine that? Oh, wait. It did happen eventually, didn't it? In Boston, he went to Seattle. Then he went to Boston and ended his career in Miami. Uh, And, and man, here we go. Uh, Most career threes in NBA history, including the playoffs. Uh, Two-time champion, 2008 in Boston. 2013 in Miami. I saw that legendary shot in person. Oh, just how was that feeling? I was I was silent the rest of that overtime. Like I, I we were standing up and I was just I just I didn't say a, a word. I was in shock. I was in shock of what I was witnessing in front of me. Um, I didn't cheer. I saw the block from Chris Bosh and I just turned to my sister. I'm like. We won. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm not exaggerating here. I was in shock of what I was seeing. I was, I was, you know, I was seeing the yellow ropes come out, and just I was clapping, and I was like, you know what, these guys, they did the best they could. They won last season. All right, we got one, and then things happened, and Ray Allen is forever loved down here for sure now. 10-time All-Star, number 34 is retired at UConn, won Olympic gold in 2000, starred, and he got game as Jesus Shuttlesworth. Fantastic movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. He's a strong advocate, and I, when I'm and I mean strong, uh, of the Holocaust Memorial Museum in Washington D.C. Uh, and he, every single, I think for the most part. Um, every single team he's been with in his career, he's made it a point to take 
at least once in every stop, the Seattle, Milwaukee, Boston, and Miami, to take his teammates to the museum whenever they were in D.C. to face the Wizards. So um, he, he made it a very strong point to do that. And he currently now owns a restaurant called Grown. They've got a few locations here in Miami, including one at uh, Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, it's all about organic food. And he lives in here in Miami ever since he came here because uh, the, the people of Boston go fuck themselves. Uh, you know, Paul Pierce <laughs> can go fuck himself. Kevin Garnett as well. Uh, uh, was it uh, Big Baby Davis? Uh, Rajon Rondo? All those guys. All of them can go fuck themselves. All right? Okay? May I add for the Ray <laughs> Allen love? People, <laughs> we know... We know that Steph is going to break that record at some point. But what people need to understand is that we were not in a situation where Ray played in a different era where your whole first mindset is shoot the three and shoot it as far. It was system. It was clutch. It was get open. It was get it contested. It was be the last guy to get something out of it. You know, So that's what I think people need to kind of estimate and understand about what was so great about him because even though Steph will eventually break that probably soon for most threes made mm-hmm. and the duration of his career unless he just quits um, Freddie says groan I'm trying to I don't know to what a thing but I'll attribute all the same um, <laughs> it, it's still the 2008 from... Boston Celtics oh, the... for their beef whatever man you guys <laughs> were aging and then you guys got traded to the Brooklyn Nets of all teams so yeah and Paul Pierce, you pooped your pants. Yes, <laughs> he did. And so did he decide what he's going to retire his jersey with, or he's just going to go, hey, here, a neutral one that says NBA, or whatever his plaque's going to be, or whatever it is? I, I'm not sure. I mean, he played. I mean, he he was great. I mean, he changed his game. He used to be a different when he was in Milwaukee, and over time became this amazing shooter. I mean, he's always been an amazing shooter. He says he has a – I think he – I don't know if he was diagnosed with OCD because that you can attribute that to his his shooting prowess. The man shot like a thousand threes like every game. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, he he famously practiced that situation uh, when he made the shot in 2013 in Game Six. So, um, yeah, man. The Heat have retired Shaq's number, and he was here for for only three seasons, or 2005, six, seven, yeah, three, three and a and half you, seasons. He was you freaking, you retired Michael Jordan's number. Yeah, yeah, no, we retired, yeah, Riley did that out of respect because Riley is a man that knows the deal. Real, real recognizes real, gentlemen. Yeah, exactly. That's the Pat Riley effect. Yeah. Um, and you know, if no other team is going to do it, because the the Seattle SuperSonics are in in are in Oklahoma City now, mm-hmm. I could see a future Seattle franchise there that could retire Seattle numbers just because they want to. Uh, I don't know if Milwaukee would, to be honest. They went to one Eastern Conference Final when he was there. Boston definitely is not going to. Right I mean, I like to think Danny Ainge kind of grows up a little bit, though. I would hope that he could override those other guys. Like, no, we're giving him a freaking night, all right? 
were the Boston fucking Celtics. And we now have the same amount as the Lakers because they just tied us in championships. So we have to <laughs> drum up some hi- some history for ourselves now because we're no longer the tippy-tippy top now. Um, and the Heat have retired Shaq's number. He, he left in, uh, in on bad terms, but they... And Pat Raleigh does it strategically, though, to lure free agents here, big guys. Because, like, hey, you got Shaq's number up there. You got Zoe. You got Timmy Hardaway. You got D-Wade. Uh, you got Chris Bosh. He wasn't here too long, but he got his retired. And I could, I could see the Heat doing a 34, putting up there, especially if no other team's going to do it. Might as well. The man has to have his number retired at some NBA, NBA arena. Especially uh, if he ends up getting employed by the Heat, because you can see it happening. Or he lives down here. He made his home yeah. here. I mean, he loves it here. Why not? Why not? Ray Bork got his number retired in Colorado. I always go back to that example, Andrew. I always do. Okay? Ray Bork got his number retired in Colorado. He played there like two months, and he's got his number retired in Colorado. There's This guy's a Hall of Famer. He's he was long he stayed longer in Miami than Ray Bork did in Colorado. Done deal. Put his number up there, all right? Brought Put 34 up in. there. Udonis is probably going to come back next season. So then Udonis will be the last one after, from this group. Ah, but Ray Allen, man. Good guy. Good good guy. All around good guy. All right. So that's uh let's haul Y'all, uh, let's let's talk some NFL. Charles, what happened to the Titans, man? What what happened? What, what, Our team, what okay. the well, f happened? <laughs> I, may I start this the way I've been telling everybody all season long? Our defense is not as good as people think it might be. But the Bengals, you know, part of it is. <laughs> yeah, well, the Bengals are a sneaky good team. The Bengals is just a bad That's team true. with a lot of good. That players. is true. I mean. Uh, you know, was it? What the f- I, I'm blanking on the quarterback. Uh, Joe Burrow. There we go, Joe. Ryan Burrow. Tannehill. Yeah. Oh no, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. He's he's doing all right, man. I, it sucks that he's on the Bengals, but. Same thing with Justin Herbert. We could say the same thing, That's but here's the thing: being a rookie on a quarterback, there's only like one or two teams I can recall throughout the years where you were successful as a rookie, not as just success based and predicated on your style of play, but the team built around you. Those um, those 07 or 08 Falcons and 07 08 um, Ravens, where both Joe Flacco and Matt Ryan were behind there because both teams went to the playoffs. I can't think of any right now mm-hmm. that um, led to the same thing, a same mindset. But the Bengals are a good offensive team. They have the weapons, even without Joe Mixon. Gio Bernard is starter cal- uh, quality to help you out. You have, you know, Tyler Boyd who is just supremely underrated. He's really been their number one for like the last three years. It's just, you know, everybody was on the A.J. Green, who's just, you know, lassie in it right now. But, hey, you always kind of need a lassie anyway for any kind of NFL team. You have T. Higgins, who's really just shooting up. That's what he was supposed to be. He was a high-end second-round draft draft pick. He's going to be something good. Um, I don't know who their tight ends are, if they have a quality tight end anymore, because they don't have Tyler Eifert. Remember how that was a very shoot for the moon, land of the star kind of thing, but they've been putting some points up. That defense has been issued, especially since they traded away um, what's-his-face, Carlos Dunlap, who was like a loyalist for them for so long, but they were just being utilized by Lou Amararo, 
or Amaru, I don't know how to say his name. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the Titans' purposes, we're just kind of there, and I. It's like certain players are doing what they got to do. Listen, Corey Davis, number four pick out of the, uh, what I, I don't remember the college name. I'm not fancy. I know it's like a W somewhere in there. Freddie can tell me if anything. Yeah. Freddie knows all as yeah, our Fred Rink up on the screen too. But you know, Corey Davis showing up. Johnny Smith was having a period before Corey Davis came in. AJ Brown's like good, but that's the thing. We're just looking good, right? But our defense is bad because. Um, Clowney is not doing clowny stuff. Clowney was always kind of overrated, you know, at this point. He's just a guy in the building, but that's why his market was so low, and we always said, hey, one-year deal, because it doesn't hurt us this year to try anything, and I don't think we resign him. Then we have the other guy from um, Vic Beasley, who hasn't done anything, and he didn't even want to be with the team. He was like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm going to be gone for 10 days. It's fine. Uh, all our other guys aren't necessarily going there. Our corners are bad. Christian Fuller wasn't playing. Um... I really think this is Dory Jackson's last year. No, Dory Jackson's a very small man as it is. His better role is just being a slot corner and going to as a punt returner, if anything. And then our safeties are just kind of like not going. But we did trade for Desmond King, who had lost some favor. That's right, trade that into. Day. Yeah, that, that's another thing we'll highlight of certain team that just doesn't want to pull the trigger because they don't care about Aaron Rodgers and more about Jordan Love. Um, so the idea is, hey, if we have... Um, well, okay. I'm, I'm on Sonic Mania. I guess I just beat some things ahead. Cool. But the idea is like, yes, we got Desmond King. However, you got to forget, when you trade for anybody, your team may or may not instantly become better because of it. I think it's a very low possibility that those things happen. You got to learn a playbook. You have to learn a playbook. You have to do things. You still have to excel. You have to get to know the coaches. Coaches, sometimes, it's the GM who doesn't consult most coaches about things, so then you have to talk to how your line coach would implement it, how your secondary coach would implement it. We will see. Rabel, our safe for the last couple of years, was defense, but really, let's be honest here, the focus was going to change it. It was going to say, hey, Arthur Smith's second full year. Ryan Tannehill got a big contract. Derrick Henry's getting the big contract. Corey Davis may get his option picked up. Or no, his option was declined, but he may get a feasible number two salary, not like what the Rams would offer, but somebody would want him, right? And you know what? If he's healthy, he had COVID this year, allegedly. We'll see where it takes us. But A.J. Brown's kind of spiraling into a good player. Adam Humphreys has been a bust. That's where the focus has been. They want to take away from what Tennessee's reputation was because for, I don't know, 20-plus years, it was great defense, no offense, right? So maybe they want to switch that up and go from there. I don't know. But these losses are going to happen. I, I still think it's going to be a competitive um, season. And then keeping in mind, too, Indy's not bad. Indy just has the, the misfortune of having Phillip Rivers yeah. being yeah, their quarterback. Yeah, I mean, they, they're, they're, they're in first place with you guys. Mm-hmm. So, but we beat them, so we technically have the tiebreaker. But that's this true. is also kind of the participation trophy season as well with the everybody gets in. So we can have two AFC North representatives, and I don't see why not. I think Baltimore or Pittsburgh would probably get the other one because the AFC West isn't going to necessarily – I think Oakland kind of chokes a little bit and screws their chances over um, to get that position. So I like to say we're guaranteed a playoff spot. Freddie, is that the most um, – yeah, Bills are overrated – did we just cut Beasley? Did we? Was that like now today? Because that makes me very happy. Yeah. Um, good. Sometimes you got to do it, man. Um, so he's saying, yeah, good. We He wasn't doing anything. It was a one-year deal, $10 million. We'll pick up some scrub. Um, Dolphin should win out. Bill's overrated. So I can't see the Fred rank because I'm blind. Where does he have us positioning? Does he have us getting so the AFC Tennessee's, South? Or... Yeah, the, you guys are – you still get a wild-card spot, finish 10-6. 
Uh, yeah. He's got the Dolphins finish, winning, winning that AFC East. It's going to – I guess I'll talk. You have the Dolphins winning the AFC East. Okay. I, I, I'll, I guess we'll, we'll talk a little Dolphins. I don't want to spend too much time now. But I, I was <laughs> I was I was I was uh, the pessimist Dolphins fan was watching that game, yes. Because it was Tua's first official start in the NFL and it didn't go so well that first drive. I understand. We got the the fumble turnover there and led to a touchdown immediately by the Los Angeles Rams. But Dolphins defense, man, those guys put in some work. Byron Jones earning yes, that paycheck for reals, uh, and really an all-around team victory. Special teams got a touchdown. Um, the the defense themselves, uh, Tua calmed down, was able to uh, get those nerves together, and, and 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 still inaccurate though. Yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna get. There's growing pains there, but uh, the game it, it did have a different feel to it compared to you know ryan fitzpatrick starting a game um because listen man we love fitz magic but we all know it's only a matter of time before we get fitzception and i i i still think this is a preemptive measure by brian flores to not let that happen but let's i mean you threw the guy to the fire too man uh right there against the rams a very tough defense and um they won they won so uh, it was great i I put in some you know i I sent you guys some grinch gifts because i feel like i'm as a dolphins fan i am the grinch of dolphins fans i i will poo poo them at any single moment once things go wrong and when the dolphins do good my heart grows three times larger that (laughs) weekend so my heart has grown so far i do have the dolphins jersey hanging in my office at the moment uh the seminoles jersey is in a very very dark corner of my hamper and will not see the light of day anytime soon um good uh i was happy it was great that's all i'm gonna say man i and i looked over like uh, freddie says the dolphins should win out the dolphins Look, they're, the rest of their schedule, we went over it. There are very winnable games along the way. They are, they are getting through the tough part of their schedule, which is basically the, the NFC West. And they could go 3-1. and one. I think their, their next game is against the Arizona Cardinals, so that'll, that'll round it out. They lost to the Seahawks, which was pretty close. And they beat L.A. and they beat San Francisco. So, um, so now we're going to go... To, we're going to face Arizona. I don't know if we're, we're at home or if we're going over there, but either way, um, if we go 3-1, and one, that puts us in a great position because we have the rest of the AFC West, which is, oh, the opposite. Nobody wants to win. Exactly. The op- Sheesh, man. If, if it wasn't for the, the NFC East, dear Lord, we'd be talking about them being the worst division in the league. And, of course, they got the freaking Chiefs there. So, um uh, and we do face the Chiefs, too. I don't expect us to win that one. But we can take out the rest of that West team, all right? The Raiders are on and off. They're, they're Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, the Broncos are the Broncos. Uh, John Elway got the Varus announced today. And uh, 
what else? And then who else is in that division? The Chargers? Yeah, the Chargers. And the Chargers are the Chargers. So, it's looking good, man. Uh, at the very least, get that wild card spot. Uh, I think we end the season against the Bills. So, that could potentially be uh, a division championship on the line for that game. Potentially. What happened to the Bills? Is it just because they realized uh, Jared or Josh Allen's not as good as he presumed to be? Uh, they have. Well, they they beat the Patriots, but uh, a lot of people. Yeah, but beat. everybody's beating the Patriots. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I was gonna say that everybody's beating the Patriots. You know. Uh, yeah, they haven't really. I feel it's like they they're 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 leading the division by default right now. Yeah, and I. I blame Cole Beasley for not catching all the balls I need to win my fantasy football game. Um, <laughs> yeah, how well, how is the fantasy going for everybody? Uh, Trash of Trujillo's in one division is five and three, and another one or another league he is four and four, but in third place because of all the points I've scored. It's just last week was a bad week because I had DeAndre Hopkins and um, Deshaun Watson on by, so you don't you don't make it back from that. You know, those are your two guys, and that's fine. And the thing about bye weeks is you concede. Victory, you know, loss is coming. You accept it as it is. And when I lose a quarterback who's been averaging like 26 points, mind you, I had Matt Ryan. He got me 20 points. That's fine. And then you yeah, concede the a wideout. Yeah. yeah, you get a wideout who gets you. Ah, man, it's just Hopkins is so good, dude. You know, yeah, especially Freddy. in a PPR league, he's Flexing probably going to winning me... record. Yeah, well, you know, Freddie, I don't have a gambling addiction, so I, I'm the big winner at the end of the day. I love Freddie, but 20, what was it? He said 20-something leagues or whatever? 25. Ah, I, I want to help you. I want to help you. Let me fix you. <laughs> um, no, he's just better than me. And then, you know, I find it funny that at fi- I'm 5-3 and three, one four and 4-4. Four, it's because of product of how I draft. Because I have a lot of the same players. David Montgomery's in both leagues. DeAndre Hopkins in both leagues. Todd Gurley's in both leagues. You know, hands down, because the way things work out, I couldn't get them together. I can quit. <laughs> so, you know, you find that whole thing. But, it, it, you know, there's only like five more games. And here's the thing. I don't look to the future of what my, um, of what my, my playoffs matchups might be, because I think I get into one. But I'll tell you this, and maybe Freddie agrees with me. Eight-man leagues, they're a joke. Everybody wins. Those ten-man leagues, I'm like five and three, and I'm only third in my division because all the other people are five and three. I'm not going to know if I'm going to have the curse of greatness or tasting greatness until it happens. And I love that like nerve wracking sense of it. Cause you know, this is the point, and especially since COVID throws such a wrench because you just don't know because you know, I, you know, you can get an injury you can find somebody, but a whole team might be out. I have the Baltimore Ravens defense, eight, players got put on the reserve COVID list. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean when Matthew Judon, Marlon Humphreys, you know, are both out? And I'm just like, oh, God. I have, that's when they're leading tacklers, pass rushers, their top cornerback. What does that mean for me? I like it. It's a new kind of strategy. It's like strategy, you know, that's advanced. It's like, you know, it's just a new kind of way that peaks to my interest. And, of course, I hit the spikes as I'm talking. Damn it, Sonic. Why well, you got to be a weak punk? So that's me. Andrew, tell me, how is your fantasy football? Are you happy-go-lucky? Are you angry yet? I'm fine. Uh, we, let's see. Pulling my team up. We won this week. Um, thanks, in, thanks in no should small be, part. He should be 5-3, and three, I think, because I know he was 4-3. Yeah, and I'm 5-3. and three. 
thanks in no small part to fucking Dalvin Cook. Oof. Christ. He got a 51.1. Yeah, Dalvin was insane. And then DK did really well, 41.6. Vikings win a game, I didn't think they would win. But, you know, the real MVP is Dalvin Cook. He just came out of nowhere. Um, If you have Patrick Mahomes, too. I don't have Mahomes. You're a double quarterback league, right? Right, but someone took Mahomes first overall. Smart. Um, Surprisingly, Matthew Stafford had a pretty decent game. Um, He did 11 points points better than my second quarterback, who was Derek Carr, um, who underperformed, but... And... uh, Stafford way overperformed, but luckily I didn't need it uh, because my projected score I outdid. Thanks again to Metcalf and Cook, I outdid my my projected score by 22, 23. Um, so yeah, it went well. Uh, five and three. I'm in first place of my division. Nice, nice, good job. All right. Let me rattle off some scores. We're at the 142 mark. Rattle off some scores here. So just some stuff. Dolphins won. Falcons didn't choke away a game. Steelers remain undefeated. Beat Baltimore. Uh, Chiefs uh, giving the Jets another loss. Always fun. The Baltimore Chiefs? I didn't say Baltimore Chiefs. I said, oh. yeah. Uh, the uh, Packers lost to the Vikings. So... Poor old Aaron Rodgers out there. How is uh, Adam Gay still employed? They uh, t- tank for Trevor. Come on now, keep the eye on the prize. Uh, the Raiders won over the Browns. Of course, they lost uh, OBJ. So, uh, but still, uh, Bengals over the Titans. We talked about that. Pats lost. The Broncos one point over the Chargers. Seahawks spanking, well, not really spanking, 10-point law, 10-point win over the Niners. Uh, Saints squeaking by the Bears, who are just, they, they're still there. I don't i don't get it, but they're still there, uh, leading their division. Uh, the Cowboys are a joke. The Bucks barely beating the Giants. And uh, the rest of the teams were on buys. Okay. Uh, let's see. Small segment out of the way. Let's go. You go, girl. We highlight women in sports, learn about stuff like that. So uh, today, I have Michelle Roberts. Do you know who Michelle Roberts are, or do you guys is gentlemen? You know who she is. I can't say that I do. Okay, Michelle I've, Roberts. I've heard the name. She is the executive director of the National Basketball Players Association. So she's held the title since 2014. She's the only, she's the first and currently only woman to hold that position, leading a major pro North American Pro Sports Union. So she's the first one ever, uh, and she, of course she was an attorney. So something we guys can be aspire to. <laughs> Never know. And she quit being an attorney, which is even better. She she really is a true MVP too. Yeah. So she yeah, apparently this, this woman is 
uh, a absolutely bomb trial attorney. Like she is legit scary. Uh, if you are facing up against her, <laughs> so uh, you, you can see her career there. She was in the in 1980, so she went to Harvard or uh, no, U, no uh, UC Berkeley for law school, which is also pretty darn good. Uh, Wesleyan, she's from the South Bronx. Uh, she went to um, uh, she started out at the PD's office in DC. Eight years rose up to be the chief of the trial division. And yeah, she was just a freaking amazing trial attorney. Uh, named executive director in 2014. Uh, it was 32 of 36 votes to get her in that position. Uh, she's an adjunct faculty member at Harvard at the moment and the fellow at the American College of Trial Lawyers, the Washingtonian, once referred to her as the finest pure trial lawyer in Washington. So there you go, guys. Michelle A. Roberts. Respect. You go, girl. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Would you guys want to run your organization? Would you want to touch that to any capability of employment? Aside from, and I know we've probably talked about it in the past, but not cleaning the toilets. Would like you want run, that burden? Like run and or like what? Like my favorite sports team or something like that? Oh, yeah, or or any. Here's the you don't get to run your favorite sometimes, or you just hire who hires you. But in any I, yeah, let's say of the business profession. Let's say. Hold on, the, guys. I'll be right back. Keep going without me. Okay. okay. Let's say the. Let's let's throw a random team here. The. The Milwaukee. Brewers. Uh, no, yeah. The let's say the Milwaukee Brewers come a calling. Right. They just put up an embarrassing 2020 wild card. Uh, banner up there. I was running that team. That does not go up at all. You know what I would do? Just to stick it to Atlanta because I always need to get a jab in. Uh, I I would claim that Braves 1957 World Championship <laughs> and just like I'm just gonna put 1957 World Series champions, City of Milwaukee. Just gonna put it up there. But we already retired Hank Aaron's number up there. The Brewers have worn Milwaukee Braves throwbacks against the Atlanta Braves in a few games in their history. Just gonna just throw it up there. Why not? It's just what's Atlanta gonna do about it? They don't even recognize the stuff from Milwaukee and Boston. So There's I would think like a good middle finger. Yeah, I would do that. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to run a like, any sort of sports organization or at least to to call the shots for for anything. Like you can. Like you could change anything. You want to change the outfield walls. You want to make a fifty-foot high wall in right field, and just be like, "Yeah, let's just let's put it up there." Because I'm always curious to how they get those positions when they transition from being, you know, one to that. Like I know how they get from agent to attorney. That's yeah. easy. You know, yeah. that's not hard. Or attorney to agent. But I'm curious to how like they get these other positions that come into it. I'm like, okay, you know, what is your credence? What is your qualifications? Connections, you know? man. That might be a thing. Yeah, too. pretty much. Yeah, I mean, you are a trial attorney for these international uh, uh, law firms and stuff like that, like uh, Michelle Roberts. I'm sure they've rubbed elbows with some sports franchises for sure, and sports agents especially because she was Players Association, so definitely probably has connections with a lot of agents. Um, so there you go. That's how that's how it goes, man. All right, maybe maybe one day a wrestling promo will come up to you, and be like, hey, can you be our Council and why well, not, right? Would, would you fact, do that? Would you do that, Charles? 
Let oh me yeah, post well, that's that how question to you. I think I think Vince McMahon should just hire me right now. That's how it currently. <laughs> I'm not saying Vince. I'm not saying like, there's the big dog. Like, let's just say, uh, up and coming promo, you know, and you could take them. You feel like your expertise and yeah, legal skill, whatever. Uh, you could take them to the next level, where maybe not mainstream, but you're there. You're in the conversation. Uh, right. Let's or or like impact wrestling. Let's just say impact wrestling. Can you? Can I, you... <laughs> I can do impact wrestling. I can save it. <laughs> I can save. I can save Ring of Honor, and I can save Ring of Honor about the sexual harassment claims because that's what happened there. That was very mm. ooh, bad stuff for them, right? I, I could do. I I know my worth. I just here's my thing with any kind of position like that. I know my worth and my value. I don't want to get the effort to get there, you guys. <laughs> Life is short. I don't my, want to be successful at 60. gaming backlog is just huge. <laughs> yeah. I want to be successful at like 32, so yeah. like less than a year from now. <laughs> you know, I don't, want to, I, I don't want to be like 65 and making it, so I'll, I'll, I either want to win a lot or I want to get those cool jobs now mm. because when you're older, it's all, it's all game over, pal. It's all game over. So yeah. let's let me have it now. But yes, I can run a wrestling organization. And then with football, my concern is I would feel like I'd be like Ted Thompson and be like, "Oh, hey, treat everybody as you're poor. No one gets paid. Draft everybody and then replace them unless his name is like, uh, Jimmy Butler and Big Face Coffee doesn't pay, doesn't even pay the kid. <laughs> exactly. Nobody works for free. Gratitude. You have a purpose in life. God love some Jimmy Butler. Uh, the man's yeah. funny too. Yeah. No, he's he's legit. A, like that that man is definitely cultured like he's just he's just great he's um definitely made for today's age all right let's see because andrew's gone so let's oh man i've done pretty much all the segments but we have a real mvp real mvp yes indeed goes to john lester we love john lester and you hope to get john lester i do we let jay hap go Sweet Lord, thank you, because you guys dealt with me for two seasons saying this guy's trash. And when I say trash, you could be serviceable trash. Trash is needed. Sometimes trash can be reused. Trash can be reused to help the environment and all this other stuff. Jay Happ was not that trash for me. John Lester might be that trash. I know he only went like three and three, had like a five something ERA. I say partially of that is because Corona, and I say because maybe he didn't have that similar run support like he did in Chicago compared to us. We need a 4-5. Desperately need him. Hell, we might need him by default to be a 3. That's mm. the scary part because we don't have it. I think we're going to let Paxton walk. Mashiro, I don't know if he wants to take another one-year deal because there's no job security in that sense. And so I'm sure somebody will at least give him a two-year, $25 million deal. And Domingo German's probably gone. You know, he hasn't played a whole season. He was gone for the whole season for the domestic violence accusations. And you know what's going to happen is that... Um, Luis Severino's going to get hurt again. But John Lester's going to be there. And John Lester's just an outstanding guy. Why? Because he understands the love of a city. He doesn't leave and do a decision, you know, leaving his team away. He knows he's gone from Chicago. You know what he does? He goes and says, hey, go to my thing. Get my favorite kind of beer. It's on me. He had like 31000 or 36000 in all that stuff going on. Um, and then he left like a 34% gratuity, so a total of 47000 went wow. to free patrons of Chicago and wow. getting that beer. So it's helping the businesses. It's helping, oh, I died with no oxygen. That's not my fault. You didn't give me any oxygen. Just like Chicago giving John Lester no support. Um, 
So you have that thing, and then you have him doing that for the patrons. That's a great send-off, because Chicago's, they're like in pseudo-rebuild mode, you know. The, the Cubs need to figure out where they're going from here. Yeah. The, the they Their championship window could close right now if they don't figure out what they want to do. Do they want to do like the the semi rebuild where you, like you said like you okay you have to probably break up this core, but you can get a piece that could develop into the next core, and you just keep a couple guys there to make that transition, hand the torch off for the next open championship window, or you could stick around and maybe try and stick it out like I mean like the Giants did really the Giants. At 2010 through 2016, when they were making all those playoff appearances, but after that, they kept the core together, and it was all downhill from there. Now it's just, uh, it's a dying dynasty. It's a dynasty that died, and we we, we see what's gone on there. Um, so the Cubs could do that, and but it's like, oh, I mean, you guys can get something for, hey, maybe Chris Bryant. Maybe you need to get rid of Anthony Rizzo. Maybe. Maybe uh, Javi Baez is, I don't know. Maybe he's not ready to lead a team. I don't know what you can do. Wilson Contreras, there's some pieces there, right? You can you can trade you to his fifth team, all right? Why not? And he's, he's there's gone. an AL guy who needs Kyle Schwarber. So yeah, many teams will take a true. lot for that. Yeah, man. That's, that's a DH spot. Heck, if the NL gets a DH, you can hang on to him and then trade him then if, his, if he yeah. still has value. But, but yeah. I would even say, you know what? Trade you Darvish. I know he that, had a great no, year. That's what I meant. Uh, like he's, he, like he's been traded before various times already. He's still solid. He had a great season. I think he's nominated for a Cy Young in the NL this year. He is. So why not sell high? Why not sell high? Especially let's say next season, which I would expect would still be a shortened season. I'm going to assume that. I don't. I feel like we're going to get a shortened season next year. Yeah, uh, I, don't I think that's I think that's fair to make NBA that. NBA doesn't know what they're doing. NHL doesn't really know what they're doing. They're taking about a seven-team Canadian division right now, so uh, I highly doubt Rob Manfred knows what the heck he's doing. It'll be a cold day in hell before the NFL even shorts it. They're talking about <laughs> expanding the sixteen playoffs oh, yeah. as compensation. Yeah, I'm like, what's that say to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Uh, John Lester, real MVP. All right. Real MVP. Somebody signed the man. Somebody we are. Somebody signed the man. I'll be a very happy dude. Yeah. There you go. And he's he's 36, so this this will probably be wherever this is his last stop. This will yeah. be his last, like maybe like what a two year contract I would say something like that. Precisely two year gig. And then you give it, you know, that fifth four-man rotation. That's all you can ask for sometimes. Because yeah. some of the old guys, if they have something to work with aside from a fastball, they're okay at that age. CC, case in point. Couldn't say healthy, mm-hmm. but, you know, there's certain things that are beyond our control. But they ha- there's value because you're contributing more than just that. You know, yeah. if you have a curveball, if you know how to do a slider, if you have a changeup, you know, you have this value intrinsically because of the fact that you can do so much more and outsmart your batters. That's what happens when you're an older pitcher. Mike Messina did it. Mike yep. Messina's a Hall of Fame pitcher. You learn how to do it. So I'll take Mike Messina could, could have kept pitching, but he retired. He Year retired uh, 
I wouldn't say like Barry Sanders, but kind of sort of like Barry Sanders. He could have kept going. Yeah, but Barry's a different story. Barry's just yeah, like Detroit yeah. sucks. Yeah, Detroit sucks. I'm not going to die for this one. Yeah, we're out. <laughs> All right. So, John Lester, you did what you needed to do in, in Chicago. You brought them a championship. You were the first significant free agent that went there uh, when Theo got there. So, uh, you did it, dude. You did it. Okay. I think uh, that is it for all of our segments. So we have to head on out. We don't have a chance for uh, bump punch scorn or whatever the heck I called it. <laughs> um, hug bunch. Hug yeah, bu- we just be. whatever. Uh, I was going to so do we the Washington do that with football Andrew, team. I, I want to see how he handles with that. Yeah, I next time. Next time we'll do the Washington football team. Hi, Andrew. Hi there. Bump, bump score. There we go. Okay. So let's let's head on over to the cage. Ooh, ooh. Welcome, everybody, to your weekly Truplex the Cage with Charles. Now, full disclaimer, wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It is segmented. It is promoted. It is highly controlled. And it's that time of the year where those stories may or may not pause about being a ballet, a dance. It might go for brutality. It might go for viciousness. It might go for surviving because there's a certain Survivor Series pay-per-view. That has to build up. But wrestling in all of itself is a could be a storyline, could be a soap opera. It's a man and woman chasing championships, friends betraying each other, have no logical conclusions because we're going to bury people, looking at you, Tucker. Um, and then a couple other things that come into balance of it. Or sometimes you just want to beat the holy hell out of people. Now, folks, we talked last week about Hell in a Cell. We're building up the Survivor Series. We'll talk about that in a second. Let's give some updates of what's going else out there in the world. Impact. I don't know what's going on. I don't. We talked about last week, Rich Sean won the Impact Heavyweight Championship. Not a big fan of it because of keeping that title very loose, very bleh, nothing that we could do for it, very sad. Ring of Honor just um, granted or crowned a new pure champion, so I don't know if I went into details about the pure championship title we and don't, the special I mean, stipulations. You, you, I, you've mentioned Ring of Honor, but we don't talk about Ring of Honor. Yeah, but... I'll explain to it because it goes into a point of what I have. So the Pure Championship for Ring of Honor is a championship that has special qualifications to it. It was something that was um, put in years and years ago, like very beginning, the first couple of years ago, like 2005, 2006, I don't know. AJ Styles had originally won it when he beat CM Punk and then other people had gone into it, but they had predicated rules of what you could do. And from Wikipedia, because I don't watch Ring of Honor, I know about it because I thought it was a weird title. There's certain rules that go into it. Each wrestler has three rope breaks. So, you know, grab for the rope to stop submissions and holds, you only get three of them. Right after you do that, all bets are off. The other one is no closed fist punches allowed in a pure match. Only open-handed slaps or chops are allowed. Here's my problem with this. It's wrestling, so everybody can tell you're not really punching somebody in the face. So that, that kind of takes away that atmosphere for me. And the third one is a wrestler is subject to a 20 count by the referee if the wrestler gets on the floor, so that allows more opportunity for them to fight outside. Who else does the uh, 20 count? Um, It's going to be New Japan. So they do that too. They don't do the 10 count. Um, You know, it's going to be now there for that, especially for the title. So New Japan does it. Everywhere else kind of does a 10 count. So they held a tournament. They did over the weekend, and they crowned Jonathan Gresham as their current champion. Okay, what does that mean? Well, it might mean that it gets more people interested in the Ring of Honor uh, program. You know, right now they've been hit very hard with the COVID. They really have anything new except for this. 
this is my problem by crowning Jonathan Grisham, and I don't know any of their current guys that well as I used to, because when you're out of for, for nine months in wrestling, so much can change, and I haven't mm. watched them in like nine months. I know that Gresham was a tag team champion as well, so I don't know how I feel about double champions. My normal rule about double champions I is that... I feel like that's like an oxymoron. Yeah, and one of it being a tag team championship, and one of it being a... Um, a singles championship kind of works Wait, sometimes. Hold on, this kind of uh, Andrew. Uh, yeah. Are you, okay, I, I was looking at because uh, that that Milwaukee Brewers photo of their 2020 wild card appearance, even though they had they were below 500 team that got swept. Um, mm-hmm. uh, people were posting similar things like you know regular season championships. Somebody posted the Minnesota Golden Gophers ring for like the Outback Bowl or something like that. Okay. Do you do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, not exactly. Okay. Let me. I'm sorry, Charles. Let me just show this real You're quick. Good. Let me just show this real quick. I'm sure it's on MLB Cathedrals. Fantastic Twitter follow, by the way. If you love old school baseball, and sometimes they do some, so they, they, it's, it's anything retro-ish, really. Uh, so yeah, Milwaukee Brewers. There's the infamous 2020 wild card banner that they put up there. I, I I hope our Lord and Savior Derek Jeter does not do such a thing. I, I doubt he would. I mean, the man comes from the Yankees, where they only recognize one solitary championship. Okay, uh, let's see. So, uh, let's see. Yeah, you got the you got the the Nashville Predators here with their regular season Western Conference champions, their Central Division championships, and the President's Trophy in 2018. Even though they didn't do anything in the playoffs that year, um, you've got uh, the 2014 AFC finalist trophy for the Indianapolis Colts. That's that's a funny one. It's not even a championship. It's hey, we made it. Uh, let's see. We've got the, of course, the Detroit Lions, a poverty franchise. They they have to denote how many times they make the playoffs. Um, as a banner, because they they don't win anything. Count on uh, one hand. The Charlotte Hornets had an attendance championship, so that was something. Uh, Minnesota Wild of card number one for the fans. That's always a good one. Uh, let's see. Oh, of course, the Clippers covering all of the Lakers banners with pictures of their players. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, where's that Minnesota Golden Gopher? You say, oh God! Oh, sorry, Andrew. <laughs> oh no! What? <laughs> what? UCF before posting you guys the national championship. Hold on, I need to pull up the Twitch stream to see what oh, you're talking God. about. Sorry about that one. I didn't know that was gonna pop up. Well, they're not wrong. Uh, this guy's like, we don't need your approval. We got the NCAAs. That's but true. There's Matt right there to back you guys up. I don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, the Auburns here. Uh, after winning division, then lost the SEC title game and their bowl game to Bama. So there's that. Uh, I think, uh, let's see. Uh, no excuses. Let's see that one. Where's the... Ah, here's the Minnesota one. There it is. There's the Golden Gophers one. 
They, it wasn't a banner, it was a, a ring that they put here. And it's it, it's very gaudy for an Outback Bowl ring. I didn't even know they gave out rings for non, you know, New Year's whatever bowls, you know? But yeah, there's... It, it's, it's, it's really gaudy. Like, just supremely... Gaudi. Uh, they were co-champions. Like it, it just. It, that's why I got the coat the the double champion thing. Uh, for, that's where that popped up in my head, Charles. So, there you go. That's the aside there. So congratulations, Minnesota, on on a non-championship championship, whatever you want to call it. Okay, that was an aside. Um. Uh- so yeah, double champions doesn't make sense unless you're doing a storyline feud. WWE does it a lot, like Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman being tag champs, but they were feuding for the Universal Championship at that time. Triple H and the Stone Cold Steve Austin were the power trip, where H had the Intercontinental title, and then um, Stone Cold had the Heavyweight title, and then they both were tag champions. Here in this one, I'm like, all right, so Jay Lethal and you have the tag championships, and then you're the pure champion. Okay. So what? Maybe it'll bring in a base. Maybe it's something new. It is something that maybe wrestling purists like from back in the day when they did originally Ring of Honor. It was just interesting to me. Impact, impact, impact. Nothing really is going through that movement then and there at this time. I'll go with WWE so I can transition to AEW since AEW has the last or the current pay-per-view that's showing up. WWE, weird stuff happened, guys. Because right now they're setting up for Survivor Series. Last year they did SmackDown, Raw, and NXT all going against each other in in competitive spots. This year is just going to Raw and SmackDown. I think it's because Vince wants to keep that main roster image to Raw and SmackDown and put that NXT as in developmental. Or not even to draw NXT against AEW because AEW has been dominating the weekly ratings for the most part. Um, so they're building out the Survivor Series teams, Team Raw's doing, they're giving some good matches, but right now they're having dudes just kind of feud against each other who are on the same team, so you know betrayals are coming in, but right now Team Raw's AJ Styles, it has, um, Braun Strowman now, who had a good triple threat match last night against Keith Lee and Sheamus, both who are on there, as for the five members on Raw. Keith Lee, don't ever, and I mean ever, as Chris Jericho would say, again, do a um, over-the-rope salt, you know, senton, uh, senton, or somersault, whatever the hell you call it these days, with you weighing 300-plus pounds, because if you could bring that up, Francisco, you're going to see why sometimes you shouldn't go the extra mile just to get cool with the fans, because his head, when he did the uh, the moon, or I don't know why I can't think of it today, but when he did the uh, somersault over the top rope, he connected his head with the the part of the ring. And it was, you know, a lot of kids like to say it. I don't say it gnarly. You know, I think gnarly. I just say cowabunga because I'm a real man. I acknowledge my Ninja Turtles love like everybody else. Dang it. Or video here. People are mentioning it here, yes. But yeah, he, he just man. did the, uh, like the, like a reverse. I, I don't want to call him a reverse missile. My, my, my brain's just not working. But he just went over the top flip and I was like, no, don't do that. It was good. I mean, Vince has already ruined how Keith Lee should be booked anyway. The guy was booked like a god over in NXT, and then once Vince touches stuff, we can't have nice things. Vince McMahon, you are the opposite of King Midas. You're the king, like, Midas, you know, because you smite everything I love, and I hate you, and you're tacky, and I hate you, as the kid in School of Rock says. Um, But they're building it there. 
on SmackDown's end, yeah, as you look for it, I'll just go from there. On SmackDown's end, it's going to be Kevin oh Owens my, and Jey Uso. Oh, yeah. Is, is that, let me see, because I'm always delayed on the Twitch. Yeah, it's him going over the ropes and... Oh, yeah. Real bad. Real bad. Like, like that's that's head... not even the video of it, but that looks like a not a good time. That's about So his, his head connects with the the um, that is a that is a dive that messes that that is oof. it's not even like a suicide dive maybe i'm not even crazy about suicide dives because the heavier they are the more mass that you're carrying man <laughs> and <laughs> the gif. yeah they have the gif of it yeah so his head just connects no, so, with that God, edge of it pull, but don't know if I have <laughs> a video of it oh well, this is oh no that is not good yeah, you can see the yeah. guys trying to brace him there but and you can't even just prepare for it, right? And then, also, if I'm Sheamus, if I'm Braun Strowman, that's a lot of that's a lot of beef. I don't know if I can catch that fully. There's two guys trying to do that too. Two very strong yeah. men, and that that's not easy. <laughs> yeah, Sheamus and Braun Strowman, they're big boys, they're strong dudes, and that's still yeah. something that I wouldn't want to get in touch with, get involved with. So it's kind of concerning. Um, look, there's an image of it where you see where his head lands, right above the elmo. Um, Raw, it seems like they're doing a triple threat feud for the WWE Championship. Randy Orton won the WWE Championship at Hell in a Cell. Drew McIntyre's not done. It's weird, but I'm okay with it, even though this would lead to an additional month of feuding, because here's the reason why. It, usually you have three matches, and then the rubber matches where you get the clear definitive winner of that championship. But the way they had it for Drew and Randy was Drew won SummerSlam. Drew won at Clash of Champions. Randy only beat him at Hell in a Cell. Clean, sure, but beat him at Hell in a Cell. So the idea is that, yeah, you need that cooling off match to definitively have Randy beat Drew for it to make sense, you know? So I'm okay with it, but they've also included the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, in that well. Why? Because there's history here. Randy used to be part of Bray's stable about four years ago on SmackDown when Bray won the... WWE Championship the first time around at um, Elimination Chamber, Randy had won the Royal Rumble prior. So the whole thing is Randy betrayed him to join, betrayed the Wyatt family. You know, Randy had this whole thing, you know, if you can't beat them, join them, then wait to screw them. And so Randy ends up beating Bray at the WrestleMania that year for the title, only for him to lose to Jinder Mahal, which was fantastic because the crowd hated it. So, you know, the whole concept of The Fiend, as originally as we talked about when I spoke to you guys about what it was being created for, was for Bray to get his revenge on people who wronged him. We've seen that in storylines. John Cena, um, he's done that with Daniel Bryan, doing that with Randy now. I'm very about it, but instead of having it be Fiend versus Randy, I think they'll get the proper match, but it's not going to be soon. They're going to have Randy, Drew, and The Fiend at TLC, because Survivor Series has already been announced that it's going to be champion versus championships, uh, non-title on the lines, but everybody kind of gets to see something out of it. So that's cool. I don't like the fact that The Fiend's always going to lose because even though I love The Fiend and I don't mind him with the title, he's not built for a championship. You create the storylines for the drama in regards to him. Championships let your guys do it who or gals do it who are really great wrestlers. Everything else is in between. Love what they're doing with Bray and Alexa. She's now part of the Firefly Funhouse because you got to remember what's the whole thing about The Fiend. It's a cult, man. It's a cult and it's bad. It's real bad. So she's joined. She's fully turned into Dark Side. Nikki Cross is trying to save her. You know, It's the battle for Lexi's soul. And I'm here for it. 
It's really good. The promos are good. I'll send you guys some of the stuff there. I know I had sent you guys something last week, but I forgot what it was. And I wish I referenced it as demeanor. It was like probably a match. I was like, oh, you, oh, it was the uh, I quit match that I talked about with uh, um, yes. uh-huh. with, with uh, freaking Tully Blanchard and Magnum TA when he tries to stab him in the eye with a stake. That's how. That's still the greatest way to quit because I don't want to lose my eye for you. <laughs> um, Storyline wise, Jay Uso's evil now. He finally turned, but we know it's kind of like that forced heel turn because he just basically beat the hell out of Daniel Bryan after the fact, you know, because Roman's like, you will fall in line. And then Jay's like, I'm with you all the way. And you're like, how's he going to do it? He just palpitate for Roman Reigns. Yeah, pretty much, right? Um, so I like it. Jay went fully to the dark side by beating the hell out of Daniel Bryan, hospitalizing him in that sense, which works because Daniel Bryan, everybody loves Daniel Bryan. He's like the the non-casual biggest fan great wrestler everybody loves him for the stuff that he did in the indies and what happens is now you get to do something super special and have when he comes back healthy him versus roman and have roman not being a family storyline to establish his greatness instead you'll have him versus um daniel bryan who everybody loves no one hates and i can't wait to see him get murdered by that big samoan name roman reigns because originally i thought they were just going to make jay fall in line by maybe have him take roman's um, Survivor Series match against Randy, but I'm okay with this too, because the whole thing is about legacy. It's like they're making him the Samoan Godfather. I was reading how someone said he's just basically like being the Samoan Thanos and trying to com- connect all the Samoans, so I find that funny and interesting, but sure. Um, so Survivor Series is building out. The thing about Survivor Series is that there's no there's no implications, there's no success, there's no reward. So if you're the last male or female surviving in your respective matches, are you going to get a title shot? Are you going to get guaranteed anything? It doesn't happen like that. So they got to put a little thing. If you're the last man standing for the men's Survivor Series or for, or for the ladies' Survivor Series or even the tag teams, you should get an incentive. It should be do this and you'll get the tag team title shot or whatever. I think that's a cool way to incorporate it because it's not. Then it's just this fake idea about brand supremacy that's not existent because for the last nine months, everything's been joined. Everything's been shared. You've, you've had cross people going on cross brands. So it makes no sense to me. So you've got to put an incentive. You've got to make it worth something. That's WWE land. Nothing too crazy or controversial that I can think of at the moment. Because right now we're on the cooler. Hell in a Cell was only last week. AEW. They have their pay-per-view. They have full gear. Full gear is happening. I am not crazy about full gear. I didn't like their last pay-per-view either when it was just Botch City and everybody was dying. Um, there have been some botches going on here and there. Alex Reynolds basically died in a fatal four-way tag match. I should send you that video. We want you to get better, Alex. Don't go from that. But, um, you know, the, the build's kind of been interesting. Cody's back being pugnacious. He's going against Darby Allen. But the card itself, reading it down, you have John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston. You already know my position on this. I've talked about this. Eddie Kingston, we love you. Follow us on Twitter. You know, Sports Goose, FJOJR, Charles is True, and Dan Frijoles. But you always work well on the mic. But, man, we know they're not going to give it to you. I wish they would do a swerve. Of course, my dog's barking in the background and the most important stuff. But we would love them to give it to you. They're not going to give it to you. Moxley's going to get there because I think it's going to be Kenny Omega who gets the title off of Moxley because of the story there. That's that. Speaking of Kenny Omega, he's going to be in the finals or presumably in the finals. Um, because they're doing the tournament. They were former tag teams. They were going against each other now. You know, Kenny's full cleaner mode, full evil, going to betray his guy, and then he's going to get that title shot to Moxley. That's how life is. Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. I thought this was done. You know, Matt Hardy almost died for this. Why are we continuous? It's going to be yeah. cinematic. They're going to call oh, it the yeah. elite deletion. I, I don't that. need it. 
Oh, yeah, and I think what happens is we're really hampering down Sammy's credibility um, for this because Sammy technically won that last match, so why do they need to do this again just to put Matt Hardy over to be cool? Come on, man, you're better than this. Let's. I thought you were supposed to be not the WWE, which puts over for veterans of this sport. Let's create some new stars. Orange Cassidy versus John Silver is going to be in the buy-in, the pre-show. Love it. I love Orange Cassidy. I love John Silver. Watch on being the Elite. The guy's hysterical. Five foot seven of comedy. I'll tell you that right now. Chris Jericho versus MJF. I don't. I don't like anything about this. I love me some MJF. I love me some Chris Jericho. The whole thing is MJF wants to join the inner circle. That's Chris Jericho's group. They did like a song and dance thing. I gotta send you guys that. Um, but he has to prove his worth. So the whole thing is that if he join, if he wins, if MJF wins, he goes into the inner circle. It's all logic. It's good for business. But is it? You just came off of a title match. Moxley had a cheat to get in there because he wasn't supposed to use the paradigm shift. They just cooled you off very quickly. I know we want to get MJF and Jericho because some people feel MJF is the present-day Jericho of when Jericho was younger. I just don't know if we need it. Plus, we know the swerve's coming. We know somebody from the inner circle is going to betray, I would presume, Jericho and help out MJF. I'm hoping it's Santana Ortiz so they could do their own thing, but I'm not crazy about it. Plus, I don't know how that physical style would kind of go from there. I think they say Hiko Rushida versus Nyla Rose are going against each other. Eh, I don't know if that's confirmed. Cody Rose and Darby Allen. I wasn't crazy about Cody getting a TNT title back from Brody Lee. If the whole purpose of it is just we could put this on Darby Allen, I don't understand why this decision was made. Right, because you could have Darby just beat Brody Lee, beat the Dark Order, get that underdog story against a fully big guy. I know Cody and Darby have stories together. They have history. The first time they read at went at Fighter Fest, and went to a draw, and then Cody beat him and all this other stuff, but I don't get it. Now, that's just them. If they go Cody winning, I don't know how else you can do it unless we're going to put Scorpio Sky in a bigger position. I would like that, but what do I know? And then last but not least, FTR versus the Young Bucks for the Tag mm. Team Championship. This should be match of the night. It should be. I expect it to be a, a big mixture of the old school versus the new school. New school being, you know, flips and kicks. Old school being submissions and strategy. If it disappoints, that's going to hurt because I've already kind of talked about my dismay of the card. Mind you, I'm not paying 50 bucks for this pay-per-view. I'm going to do what every other respectable human being does and says I'll just watch the YouTube highlights and go from there. And if I know who wins, that's fine. The great thing about wrestling, you guys is that you might know who the winner is and you still want to watch the match. Like, I've heard Walter versus Ilya Dragunov was fantastic on the NXT UK that happened last week. I heard people were saying for if TV matches, five stars. i got to watch it. And I know Walter wins, but wrestling, you revisit it. You see it. It's not spoilers that bad. It's not like seeing a movie, you know, and be like, oh, I already got spoiled to it coming out of the entrance here. Oh, Darth Vader's his dad? Damn it. Let's go watch the movie, you guys. You know, that's a great Simpsons callback. I watched a lot of Simpsons for the Treehouse of Horror for the Halloween prep. Or even for sports. Like I don't I don't get people who TiVo sports to check the yeah. score and they see, oh I, I want to I, I, I never, can't do it. I could never pre record if I'm gonna miss a game, you know what? Fine, I missed it. I'm gonna, you know that's what Twitter watch for. the highlights on YouTube, whatever. Yeah, like I can't do it. But wrestling, you can always go back. And I'll go back and I'll go to appreciate something, man. I'll go to appreciate something and then it'll make me a very happy guy. And I end up enjoying it for what it's worth. Oof, ooh, this election's close. I know we were going to hold off into it, but I checked the updates, Andrew. You can message me on that one privately. Um, but, yeah, so I'm just not crazy about it. And I want AEW to thrive. I know I seem like I'm a big WWE guy. You guys all know I like WWE more because of NXT, which Johnny Gargano, you are now North American champion. Congratulations. You won because someone helped you beat Damian Priest. I don't know where we go with the story. It scares me that Damian Priest is getting called up to the main roster. He's not fully ready yet. Or 
or bigger picture. We're going to have Damian Priest be the first guy to go against Karrion Cross when Karrion Cross comes back from his shoulder injury to get Finn Balor. You know, so I am interested in seeing that there. I just had to put that in there because I know I, I missed it on my little review. But yeah, mm-hmm. I want AEW to succeed, but the last couple of segments, you know, Charles has been a very disappointing guy. And Cody, if you're hearing me, follow us on Twitter too. We want you to do better, but make your booking kind of seem weird. Stop having everybody, you know, get hurt. You know, because what happened was, I got to send you the Alex Reynolds bump. Private party, there was a leg drop that hit his head completely. And he's out. He's Ooh. out of it, man. He's. Are you seeing it? No, no, no. You, no, oh. you just mentioned it, but it already sounds horrible. Oh, so it, I'll show in the video. And no one, no, the ref, no, the camera no. doesn't oh, do anything. Alex Reynolds. You know, and this is live on TV, so no one's doing anything to kind of stop it to go from there. Butcher drags him over to the corner, and the guy's compl- he's just not moving. And see. I'm like, all right. If, I n- if it can be seen on YouTube, I'm sure somebody's in. Let me see. I mean, Twitter would probably give it to you. Oh, this is it. Oh, no. Oh, nope. New, new. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that, that is... that's, a, that's a full hammy that's maybe five feet up. Coming yeah. down with somebody who probably weighs 200 plus pounds. And, and another human a- being also jumping on top of you. And he's out. He ain't coming out of that it. That is, man. yeah, no. Oh my so, god. So you deal with an enduring four minute match and no one checks on him. The ref doesn't do it really. It's clear he's out. His tag team partner's like, for the love of God, he's already dead. Kind of, you know, mentality. But they're just they're just screwing up here. So that's my problem. That's a little bit of the inexperiencedness. Or maybe that's the concern about doing all those. Because here's the thing. On WWE, people get injured, but they'll stop the damn match if they have to, or they'll make quick audibles. If you got to finish the show early, you finish the show early, you go from there. But you don't want to see good wrestlers, likable guys, you know, be neglected for the injuries, such as Matt Hardy, because it's so relevant, because even though WWE messes up too, here's the thing, I'm not playing favoritism, WWE messes up too, you guys. There's instances that have happened. But, uh, AW has, um, has claimed a lot of the videos of that so people don't hmm. see it yeah well you know you gotta protect yourself mm. but um when you talk about it those injuries you know i would say this wwe wouldn't run that sloppy shop to have like matt hardy essentially continue on wrestling to finish the match you could just end it and people might be ahead of time but get knocked down same thing with alex reynolds you could have done a makeshift it was a fatal four-way you know who remembers what tags are anyway just put somebody else in don't continue someone's got to drag you so it's scary, but not big, not crazy about it. It is sometimes how it is, folks, and that's the wrestling business, and that's what we deal with all relative, all the same. Um, that being said, I wish him a good pay-per-view. I want you to succeed. I want you to have good competitive wrestling. What's going on with NXT every Wednesday, watch wrestling. That's all I got for you this week on the show in a very crazy election that could be dealt better if we just did everything in Hell in a Cell, where <laughs> somebody had to acknowledge somebody as their own tribal chiefs. Think of that. Mm. All right. Gentlemen, well, that's it for number eighty-two. We'll uh, we'll come back next week, as always. Thanks to Freddie for joining us here. Thanks to you two as well for joining us. Thanks to our non-sponsors and our actual sponsors for for this and the 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 small but slightly growing audience um, that we are gaining. Because we, we, we just we broadcast so many different things that we have to pick up some people, and we apparently do. Uh, 
doesn't can, get can us. Can we get sued if I sing the Flintstones thing? 10 million strong and growing, or whatever the hell it was. Uh, well, we're not on YouTube, so I don't think we'll get any any sort of complaint from anybody. Excellent. Okay. We're going to be the Goofs Nation. Yes. Uh, Goofs forever, as Freddy uh, coined it. Oh, 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 can we call it Goof World Order and call ourselves a GWO? <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with that. Get some nice t-shirts. Hey, that could be our next theme. Because me, me and Andrew were discussing doing a little makeover for our show. Maybe that could be the thing. Okay, so I, I'm just going to put it I'm out sure there sure somebody's right made the font for that somewhere on the internet. Everybody who was cool in 1997 middle school. All right. So yeah. I'm just making a suggestion. Oh, my God. If we do have a cage thing, you know, maybe that will be the black drop. It's a GWO, <laughs> maybe, or something in relation to it. Or, I don't know, Goof World Order. I'm about it. Or should we sports Goof World Order? Things that keep me up at night. I'm, I'm good with Goof World Order. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, needs, you, yeah, you just have to replace one. If you add the S, it, it, it loses. It loses something. Maybe, maybe if you can make the G kind of have like the S bottom, you know, depending how you do it too. Yeah, or you, uh, yeah, like some sort of graphic thing that makes it look like an S is in there. So I, I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. The possibilities keep me keep me very moist. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna end it there. <laughs> oh boy, have a good night, everybody. We'll uh, we'll see you next week. Good night, everyone. If you're not GWO, then you're nothing. <laughs> Yes.